Welcome back to our second attempt at episode 37 of the Save the Universe podcast. We're On the last time of attempt number one, I spoiled a lot of details about Dungeons Dragons. But then also conveniently had ruined your audio. <laughs> if you're watching I, the, this podcast and haven't seen Grave of Man yet, go watch Grave of Man. It's better. I, uh, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than what? Than me? <laughs> this podcast. Also heard. Ouch. If you regularly watch any of not... our content, go watch Grave of Man first. <laughs> Shots fired from guy who does not upload this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Oh, I'm um, running out of time to actually move this podcast somewhere because SoundCloud is like super dead now. Well, yeah, uh, I, I here, just bug me tonight and I'll send you I the login information. I need to make up my mind whether I'm going to do that or if I'm going to find or if I'm going to like make a website. <laughs> Well, what? Eh, I guess. I don't know. Hit me with and that sponsorship with... deal, Squarespace. <laughs> well, I mean, mine is through Squarespace, so you might as well just use my Squarespace <laughs> to to host it. But I've always wanted to make my own pro, uh, website, too, just so I could have, like, a big navigational thing you could it's organize fun. where you could, like, find... I've always wanted yeah, to set so up so people to find playthroughs by, like, genre and stuff like that. Making, in a, in a, making in a, way a website that's... is so fun. You should totally do it. I like love I love doing web development. Like you've probably seen how I set up my playlist on my front page, right? No. Yeah. I'm gonna but go. I've right always now. wanted a more robust version of that on a, like a standalone website for navigating stuff in a way that's categorized in some way. It's, that's more helpful for discovering past playthroughs. So it might be time to work on that. But fuck time. Oh yeah, current let's plays <laughs> yeah. Dark Souls. You do. You actually do some. Wait, current let's plays you can link to another channel. There's a link to the sad games here. Yeah, I have the yeah, yeah. you can you can you can put other people's playlists on your front page on YouTube. Oh, that's cool. So I didn't know that. Series, I'm I doing a Dark Souls of... series with Andrew and so I have that linked on my profile even though it's not uploaded yet on mine. What yeah, I, say, the, I have the playlist for Dungeons and Dragons via Wander's channel scroll and the, then scroll all the of bottom our, bird. All of our duo let's play series, I have like a separate section for too on mine. So if people want to watch Wander's videos that I'm a, incorporated in, then yeah. You have a bunch of Sonic playlists? <laughs> Why? Wait, wait. You played a lot of Sonic games, dude. <laughs> oh, you my mean final, my final Sonic category. Lists. Yeah, it goes, uh, what is it? Current Let's Plays, Dark Souls and Souls Likes, Podcasts, Role-Playing Games, Puzzle Adventure, Patreon Games, Indie Games, Other, then like miscellaneous categories besides other that like mm. maybe aren't let's plays. Then it's just got to go fast, and it's just a bunch of Sonic playthroughs. I played a lot of Sonic games. I, I see the I played more Sonic games than any other series. Wonderbots Bird. I wonder if I have you as a feature channel. I should. Yeah, it's I uh, we I have Wonderbots Radian for some reason, and you. <laughs> That's a weird I choice. I talked to Radian in like a year. Yeah, even, I, he he didn't even transition from the from the slacks to the discords, did he? No, he no. didn't. But have you seen I mean, at that his point, channel lately? Good God. Dragon Ball Z mobile game, I think? Yeah, Dragon Ball Z mobile game. He shot from like, what is it, like 8,000 views a month or something to like 100,000? Like, oh. it's crazy. Huh. Oh, weird. Yeah. Well, I he... guess he found a niche. Yeah, yeah. he got a, he's almost at 10,000 subs. Mobile games? Yeah, yeah, he got, uh, according to Social Blade, the ever-venerable and always-accurate Social Blade, he got 300,000 <laughs> 300, views last month. Huh. Yeah, yeah. man. That's he, not uh, he figured something out. <laughs> now, That's it's like a third weird of mine or something. something. <laughs> 
something like that would be public, but is that a reference for, say, like networks and other people, or why is that information public? Because yeah, the videos so are public. Social Blade is interesting. What it does is it just like scrapes the publicly available data on your channel. So your your sub count is publicly available, right? And your your total views are publicly available, and then your views per video is also available. Yeah. So what oh. Social Blade will do, and it's really Social Blade sucks. Social Blade is not remotely accurate, by the well, way. Well, doesn't it give you like A, B, C, D? Well, it's grades single. Too? It's single it, most yeah, it unaccurate thing is it's guess at your income. Yeah, it's oh, just well, that your income is this guy could be making anywhere from ten dollars to ten million dollars. I'm like, thanks, Social Blade. That's why you even bother <laughs> guessing if your your range yeah. is that big. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I mean that covers like the income brackets of like ninety five percent of people in the world. <laughs> yeah, according to Social Blade, my yearly earnings could be anywhere from two point four k to thirty seven point nine k. Yeah, that's it's destitute like not, poverty to like yeah. lower like uh, like upper lower class. I guess that's that's solidly like lower middle. I think it's like straight up. I think the middle just, is still considered forty five. Yeah, it's like so 50. it's like lower middle. It's just such a big range that it, like it doesn't even qualify as like a guess. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's just, just like saying a number it's, range. It's like somebody asking me, "Hey, Bert, how big is a football field?" And I say, "Like, well, I'm guessing it's either one inch or a mile." <laughs> And yeah, it's usually the bad. usually the answer is somewhere in the middle, but they yeah. guess so vaguely you can't even really get a, a guess at where the middle value would be that is more accurate. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I uh, I I um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, uh they they scrape the the like the number of views you get per day by just comparing it to what the value was for your total number of views. Uh, the day before and that ends up being off by usually like 30 percent uh because uh, mm. like youtube will say like oh i got like 400 views and then social blade will say like i actually got 700 views and it's like that's totally wrong <laughs> and i keep <laughs> bouncing between the two to try and figure out if there's like a systematic level of error that i can detect and be like well uh, i know that it's off because of this reason and it doesn't exist Social Blade is just always wrong <laughs> for, as far as I can tell, no discernible, consistent reason. Yeah, yeah. it's just like it's, one it's of those weird things that exist. close. It's close. Isn't there also like stat sheep and what other ones? Like Social Blade know. says my last month was uh, 790,000 views and I the reality is 784,000. Yeah, which and is it, close. And it says, but, and Social Blade says I've gained 1,312 uh, 1, subscribers, whereas I've gained 1,270. So it's yeah. like, I think it, your it probably gets closer. Your margin close. of error is way less pronounced than mine is then. I think it's closer it, when you're bigger. I would imagine that's probably accurate because for me, it's it's off by like 45%. It's or like 50% I, th I think sometimes. the issue is its its margin of error might not be proportional to the size. So no. when you have a smaller channel, it might still have the same margin of error that it has for me, which could be uh -huh. anywhere from infinity to zero. <laughs> By comparison, <laughs> like, like at that point, at that point, mm -hmm. the margin of error could be bigger than the actual numbers on the channel or something. So it's just like a nightmare, useless tool. Yeah. Okay, hang on for one second. I'm having another technical problem, and then. Uh... This will be over in like 10 seconds.
Burn. Why One, are you cursed? Two. Why are three, you the most cursed? Four. Five. Okay, it's resolved. Six. Pretty sure yep. those seconds were longer than they're supposed to be. <laughs> well, excuse the hell out of me. It's still the... No, my countdown. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, you're the one who's in charge of that. <laughs> I don't know why you're making... <laughs> like, you're trying like, to be defensive over my self-criticism. <laughs> such a, I'm like so confused right now. I don't know if I'm attacked or defended no, you right need now. To, you, you need to believe in your estimations this is like more, how, Keith. This is like how Greg talks to Skitter. <laughs> like, no, you need to stand up for yourself. It's like, what's happening? <laughs> uh, on the Sonic topic, okay, it's always funny go. because whenever I, I whenever I upload a Sonic playthrough, people are like, what the fuck? Why are you playing Sonic? What's going on? I'm so confused. And then I'll just yeah, link, why are you playing then Sonic? I'll just, what the then fuck? I'll just link them back to that playlist because you can, you, can, you can click on the Gotta Go Fast headline to get a whole page dedicated to the Sonic playthroughs. And then they'll just they'll just have to realize that I, like I have eight of them now. <laughs> It's yeah, not a, why? It's only a surprise I, if you're not paying attention. <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea that you played Sonic games. <laughs> I played a lot of Sonic I, games. I this is the so, first I've seen of it. So for the, so for the record, it's, it's Sonic Adventure, Sonic 06, Sonic Generation, Sonic Boom, Sonic Lost World, Sonic of the Black Knight, mm -hmm. Sonic Adventure Two, and Sonic Unleashed. The secret wow. is that if you want a game where you and your friend can just sit down and laugh at a game for a while and do whatever and just always have commentary and just it flows easily you play a, a game, Sonic game where yeah where Sonic has to move in three dimensions and it will just make itself because <laughs> <laughs> holy shit like like, like that's the first thing that came to mind is when we played Sonic Adventure 2 when we were playing the supposed best level ever of Sonic Adventure 2 where you're snowboarding down the level and already mm -hmm. that level was embarrassing that was supposed to be the amazing oh, one. Oh yeah, I remembers. remember that level. And like, even in that one alone, I was already like, I, I, I'm so happy to be back because Sonic just moves so, and he could he moves more consistently, entertainingly than any character ever made. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> baffling and it's amazing. This makes me wonder, like, what is the longest-lived video game series that has the most sequels and reiterations Mario? and whatnot? Probably, it's probably Nintendo Mario, one. or it's probably Sonic. I don't know which. That's a really interesting question. Mario has a longer history, doesn't he? And more spin-offs and stuff. Yeah. He probably has if you could if you consider all of like the Mario Tennis, Mario Kart and like all those. Yeah. Then, oh yeah, yeah. If yeah. you count that then there's no contest. Yeah, there's you know? probably been a Mario game there's probably been a game featuring or called Mario on some level every year. Period. Uh <laughs> if you consider it the Oregon Trail that came out in like the like nineteen seventy two or something, and then yeah. it had a sequel like six years ago. So that's that's really long lived. <laughs> that, no, but I mean like how many iterations? Like what has the most? Oh, oh games? well, if that's the case. Then it's probably Pac Man because <laughs> Pac Man the, Namco will just Petrus. bust out Pac Man every time. They're like the money level; it got too low. <laughs> And then like, I don't just, think like, Pac-Man and Tetris get enough iterations compared to Sonic and Mario. I don't yeah, think they're maybe. frequent enough. Like they're long lived. Well, part of I even gave my brother a game where it was the Olympic Games with Mario and Sonic cast oh, yeah, together. That. that was a few Olympics <laughs> ago now. Yep. <laughs> I know. I think they did a Summer Olympics and a Winter Olympics one. Mm -hmm. Watching Eggman do the ribbon dance is kind of the most magical thing I've seen. Wait, in very, very <laughs> hold the phone. You need to look up this. 
Dr. No, Eggman. Are you sure it's Sonic the Ribbon Dance or Sonic Ice Sonic games are amazing to let's play if you don't have motion sickness problems like Mar like Wander at least because like they've never they've never finished a Sonic game. Like as far as I can tell, <laughs> no, no, they finished some of the early two D ones. Yeah, but the three they're actually no, polished no, and beautiful. No three D Sonic game has ever been finished. Ever. No, they always run out of money and or yeah, time because and are, holy crap, Eggman dancing is beautiful. <laughs> Just so magic. graceful, like, and his feet are so big. <laughs> for, for perspective, every Sonic game ever, Sega treated their development team almost exactly how they treated how EA treated uh, Mass Effect Andromeda's development team, basically. Where it's like, yeah. just fucking get it out by this date. I don't care. At some point, <laughs> this, here's your budget. Here's your time. It's happening, no matter what. And so, like, well, I, I they're, they're amazing a... to watch. There's, uh, it's, it's, it's either a book or a documentary or something like that, where uh, somebody documented what it was like working for Sega in the 90s, the console wars. Is that the name of a book uh. or a documentary? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I've just vaguely heard of this thing, and uh, I've been meaning to watch it, but apparently, like, 90s Sega was more or less just like propped up on one dude who just like would not release anything in the United States if he didn't think it passed like his level of quality control. Oh. And mm. he like basically single-handedly built Sega, at least in America. And like and, he built the marketing and they did not images. Learn from that he, lesson, apparently. <laughs> he built like the marketing, he built like the way they wanted the game to feel, and then he quit the company and well, let's say we all we all know. We all could tell when that happened. <laughs> they just outright yeah. disregarded that and then they just moved on, learning nothing from that and just continued to churn out garbage. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Publishers of such great gems as Sonic and Aliens Colonial Marines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a oh god. They're doing some oh. a, they've, they've done some A plus things with that Aliens franchise over the years too. <laughs> <sighs> We're playing the Escapist two right now, and that's a that's a Team Seventeen game, and they kind of did the same thing with Worms. Oh yeah, Worms. Oh man, Worms got better. Some of the three D Worms well, games now are decent. But... Yeah, like every iteration since was a revolution has actually been good. Clan Wars was better. Like mm -hmm. they're getting better. It's just the iterations are so similar and yes. so like not creative that, yeah and like i feel like they they made risks in the transition to 3d that mm -hmm. earned them a lot of flack and so now they're afraid of uh of like innovating again and i mean technically Maybe. we do keep getting really good worms games that are all the same so something, I, though, something that really i suppose so yeah something that really amazingly speaks to the quality of the Sonic franchise is that when Sonic Unleashed came out, it was during a generational split between consoles. So oh, yeah. they were making it for Xbox 360 and PS3, but they also wanted it to be on PS2 and the Wii because those were the two most popular uh, consoles at the time, despite the new uh, generation. Or uh, Wii was part of the generation, but whatever. Uh, but the Wii and PS2 couldn't handle the same games, so they're making a last-gen mm -hmm. game because the Wii was a last-gen console uh, despite being a new thing. Uh -huh. uh, what was incredible about the story is that... So, like, like Andrew and I played the 360 version and experienced mm -hmm. that, and uh, it was a train wreck. 
but I've been watching hmm. other people go through and play the Wii version, which is the old Gen 1, and it is so clearly passed off to, like, a soulless, like... It, it's clearly passed off to one of those teams that would handle, like, video game adaptations of movies that have to be done in six months and stuff like that. People that are just mm-hmm. going to uh-huh. soullessly craft out really boring cookie-cutter filler levels, basically. And mm-hmm. what's incredible about this situation is that the the lead team for Sonic has so little restraint and focus and just has is so unorganized and weirdly like schizophrenic about how they want to make their games that the uh the Wii and PS2 version has better level design than the 360 and PS3 version and is generally more fun to play despite clearly being passed off to the B team. It's like when it's it's like when Abraham Vampire Slayer was so bad <laughs> that when the asylum made their their token ripoff that they always do uh, <laughs> d- uh abraham linker zombie slayer people zombie liked that one more <laughs> yeah like it was that happened within sonic between the a b team and b team ports of uh sonic unleashed because they just it the, it's the lead team on sonic is just it's, it's just a nightmare and i wow. can't yeah. i can't look away huh. and i'm so excited every time they make a new game like sonic forces (laughs) sonic forces they're embracing the fan base that wants to make their own fucking uh bird catcher the hedgehog like where you type in your name plus you you just type in your name plus the hedgehog and you get uh somebody's horrible oc like that's in sonic forces i'm like i can't wait i'm gonna make my own sonic oc and we're gonna play it it's it's still gonna be a shitty game sonic forces custom character (laughs) what yep Let's oh type. my god! Let's see. I oh my t- god! <laughs> I just typed in Shell the Hedgehog. Wait, what? Uh huh. And I'm posting that in the podcast chat because that's your, <laughs> that's somebody with your name that went and made a uh, uh, original Sonic OC character. Oh my god! They look like, they look like <laughs> Rouge. Uh, uh. Oh, well, I cannot look shell, away from this. Shell or I spelled shell, it like you're spelled, shell. but that was the first search result that came up. <laughs> oh man, I like this but one. Carl mine. the Hedgehog is 15 years old. He spells gender G E N D U R E. He's a gender. brown. Gender. <laughs> it's, it's French. He's a brown and gold <laughs> hedgehog, and he's he's spectacular. He he like he licks drawing, hanging around with friends. Gymnastics <laughs> is one of the best. <laughs> he can't spell likes even though he's 15 <laughs> three years away from graduating high school this is what being a sonic fan does to you <laughs> ruins your brain i like kids. Ruins your i brain. like the the sonic oh the, the God, religious Keith sonic the hedgehog, the hedgehog is a badass anime sword man <laughs> yeah i looked i looked that up a long time ago it was great wait wait i think i've seen this one a long time ago too oh my god i have not oh Lord have mercy! It looks like Shadow, and he has he has hair over half his face, and he's like posing with the sword behind his back, and he's got a gun, and he's got too many (laughs) belts. He's got a gun and a sword. He's dressed all dapper, but then he ruined it by going to Shadow Run with it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I like how he's got. Honestly, I feel like straps on his shoes, and then straps on his coat. I honestly still feel like I won. Yeah, yeah, probably. What if I type in "bird catcher the hedgehog"? <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get a result for probably that. Probably not. You're gonna have to try your real name. No, I, I just got a picture of Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my favorite, my favorite uh, Sonic 
fan art phenomenon is the, religious the Sonic the Hedgehog. Your name was somebody just drawing over oh, the no. 3D model. No, 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 no. Yep. Mpreg. Mpreg Sonic. Mpreg? What? Why are, you, why are you typing these in? What the hell is this? 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 Oh, every image is getting worse. Uh, and I ended Where's... up on a I ended up on a picture of Sonic and Shadow caressing each other's cheeks, but Shadow is a centaur. <laughs> I saw that too, man. Oh, I... my... I looked this up a while ago. Looks like a hooker. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Shell the Hedgehog. Also, a yellow one that's pretty popular too. I don't know. I don't. I don't want any of this. Anything. <laughs> what is what is this fan base? I always liked the echidnas more than the hedgehogs in Sonic. Here, here's Ooh. one of my favorite pieces of Sonic fan art I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm gonna paste it in to the podcast chat. Sonic was once lost, but now he is found in Jesus Christ. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, his God. Psalm 146.5 Yeah, dude, there's so much Sonic the Hedgehog religious fan art. Oh, what the hell is this? In Microsoft Paint. What the hell is this? Uh, We don't need to read this, but look at this muscle chow. Alright, chat, enjoy googling your name, the Hedgehog, and just witness... These weird nightmares. <laughs> what the hell is this? I don't know if I should be more concerned about Muscle Chow or the gargantuan shadow bulge or the fact that uh, Shadow's jet has <laughs> his rocket shoes are apparently turned on despite the fact that he's seating on his uh-huh. ne- on his knees. So he's like what turbo praying, is- like he's like crushing his knees into the floor. <laughs> he's like that's not how jetpacks work. Why? Why is this Chow reading the Bible too? What? This is up there with those like those minions pregnant minion pregnancy app phone app games. Uh, what? Yep, that's a whole thing. What? what? Yeah. There's, a, there's a whole there's an entire pregnant. industry for pregnancy video games about minions and Elsa and stuff like that. Oh, where they make the characters pregnant, God. I think, right? And that's the sound what? of bird googling that. It's, oh no! For some reason, you can't look up any kind of fandom without there being. Either like pregnant or morbidly oh, like obese. When you stare into the abyss, characters. the abyss oh. stares back. What the? Yeah. What the hell is this? Pregnant vin- minion versus pregnant Elsa. What? what brought us what? to this topic? Why are we versus? What? Sonic Forces. Yeah. You were talking How do you about oh, right. right. all of the now horrid shit. How are you gonna like... have a? How are you gonna have a pregnancy fight? How are you gonna have a contest? <laughs> How you gonna how you gonna versus somebody while giving while having a baby? That doesn't Actually, make any goddamn sense. Going what full are they circle. just comparing baby bumps or something? No, like, what's the deal? <laughs> they're literally like both in hospital beds, and it just says like minion versus Elsa. Wait, so I, are they supposed to pop the baby out faster than the other? Is that what it is? I don't know. I Maybe. actually have an example of how you could do a uh, a pregnancy fight. Because oh. one of the first games oh. I ever played with Andrew on Sad Games back in 2011. To be specific, September 14th, 2011, we played a game called Baby, Baby Maker Extreme 2 be, be, <laughs> from Stegosaurus Games. And it was a game oh, where you play, oh. a, you play, it was an Xbox Live indie game where you play as a pregnant person and you just mash the B button as hard as you can for a certain amount of time. And then the baby pops out and... <laughs> 
it just goes it, it turns into a physics object that shoots across a two-dimensional plane as far as possible and bounces off various objects in the environment and if you what? make it far enough then you you earn like boosts so that you can like do an additional oh, jump along the way basically it's, it's the turtle it's the turtle cannon games yeah yeah where you're shooting is. a physics but object with- forward so, but t- so technically, two people can battle out that way by for high scores. For some reason, Dude. when I was imagining you like talking about a baby making game, I was just imagining you having to play someone who you know has to get into like a kind of relationship with a guy, get themselves <laughs> pregnant, then you know have to super deal with CRISPR that. simulator twenty seventeen. Got to conceive fast. Nine oh, months of like. Eating the proper diet, going to your <laughs> medical professional, what? making sure you don't harm yourself. I don't know. Oh my god, somebody is going to make that game, Shell. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's a game about you being got that thought- right. Afraid of the prospect of pregnancy, it'd be kind of like you know how they. So give you're talking about a game the- that's about being like properly healthy while coming to term. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It might exist already, Dude, but I don't Xbox know if I'd ever Live want to. Indie games were so goddamn bad. Yeah, that's why I Andrew and I played Seal. That was the yeah. worst. That's why Andrew and I played 162 of them. Mm-hmm. And they're all in a gargantuan nightmare playlist. <laughs> and wow, our jokes are bad, and our voice recording quality is bad, but the games are worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a glowing endorsement if I ever heard one. The games one. sure are worse. There's like All five right. gems in there that are really cool, and a lot of like borderline like unethical releases to charge for. Cool. Uh, well, speaking of borderline unethical games, Wander, how's that uh, Dwarf Fortress game you've been playing? <laughs> it is... Uh, How is it unethical? Not... Again, it's unethical so, because it's too good. Is it unethical yeah. because it, you do horrible <laughs> things to the people you're ordering around? No, no, it's just like it just sucks up too much of your time. It is. It is like actually. Oh, so like, are we going to charge Factorio for war crimes? Yes. <laughs> this is legitimately like a really good that game. That begs the question: mm-hmm. Have there been video games that have been taken to court for killing people inadvertently? Would, uh, like actually, Starcraft probably they don't did. Reach they don't reach that level. They get thrown out before. I know they Starcraft get that far. killed people. Yep. Yeah. But no, people Starcraft, try to sue Warcraft. video game companies all the time for like, oh, it's immoral or whatever, and the courts just don't even bother to hear the case. It's anyway, yeah, it's really yeah, your so, own fault for obsessively playing one game infinitely forever <laughs> and then not dying yeah. because you didn't human correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah and I suppose they do have the warnings for epilepsy and other things because yeah. it, the whole like thing with. Uh, Pokemon episode of the Celadon City gym burning. Well, yeah, video games have tried very hard to remove any epilepsy related things from anything to be uh, anyway because it's not mm-hmm. it's not great to have happen to anybody even if you do have yeah. a warning. So people do uh, try to remove the types of flash that cause epileptic attacks from mm-hmm. their games nowadays. But older games, you're way more in trouble. Or if you watch a Jontron video, because dude loves to flash shit. Yeah. Oh. Dude loves flashing lights for some reason. Yeah. So Stonehearth is the <laughs> game that I've been playing. It's uh it's my current Patreon sponsored series. It was something that I always wanted to play, but like I heard from people that it was like buggy as shit and you know needed work. Which it is. And it very much is. Both of those things. But like beyond that, it's actually a rather positive experience. Um it's 
it's I mean effectively it's this uh you are you are you are playing Dwarf Fortress. I mean straight up it is it is just a Dwarf Fortress kind of equivalent game. You have like you start with seven people and you have to build a village, you have to make sure that they don't die or kill themselves somewhere along the way and uh kind of I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time like describing it because ultimately it's like this weirdly. I've just been watching you build a very detailed house with many lamps <laughs> along its exterior. Uh, so people get depressed if it's too dark. So I just have lamps upon lamps as just my uh... on the exterior of the house. Yeah. Oh yeah, they don't. They uh, they, they spend most of their time outside. So that's how yeah. video games work. You yeah, even at night, punch them into working the right way, even if it makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, no, I, I had, I, I spent all of last night digging into a mountain and building like this cool cave town, and the game just could not handle it. Mm-hmm. It was having the hardest time because, um, the the interesting point of, of about this game is you specifically like you're specifically building this this you know town. But they haven't really gotten, like, Z-axis priority, so you're supposed to build it outside in, like, a clearing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, how most people do it, but not me, not not recently, because I was like, okay, screw it. I'm gonna have... I'm gonna have the underground town, and I'm going to have it be this, like, kind of ridiculous entity that, you know, can't be attacked by monsters, and so on and so forth. And it turns out all the monsters spawn in above you and then uh-huh. freak out because they can't figure out how to um how to get there they're like they actively will like effectively panic they'll like run around in circles for a little while and then despawn and be like well shit uh <laughs> i i guess that's that's they're not here but the game then proceeds to leave them as like an entity so they're like continually panicking forever being like they're not here they're not here where are they where are they i can't, I can't figure it out <laughs> and it's bizarre but i mean beyond that it's actually like really well handled uh the the buildings are this kind of like i mean they're like minecraft things but with like a a zero texture just kind of your standard low poly style and Mm -hmm. it looks really nice and it's also got like some cool rpg mechanics uh that i don't really abuse too much but supposedly there's some like kind of cool things that you can mess around with. And who's died thus far? I know no one. Not me. a single person has died. Oh really? It's actually everyone it's after super fans, forgiving. Right? Uh, it looks I, easier than Dwarf Fortress for yeah, a long time. The longer easy. that there's... nobody dies, the more pressure there is, and the more it feels like a failure when it finally happens. There's Truth. there's that, yeah. that's, that's how I felt playing State of Decay. It's like no one's died still. Oh, it's gonna it's it's gonna stick with <laughs> me when somebody finally dies. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> yes, I got distracted while you were talking about that, and I had to investigate an earlier picture. <laughs> okay, um, a picture of what? <laughs> so, remember the Shadow and Sonic Centaur picture? Centaurs? Or, yes. We're looking at that, being confused. I found that it was yep. a. I realized it was a Deviant Art link, so I was like, "Let's look at the actual oh, Deviant Art no. page." Oh no! Why did you dive deeper into the so, poo like, hole? The videos. The picture's title is Shadow and Preg and Pirate Sonic. <laughs> so now we have the <laughs> additional vector of Shadow be- of Sonic being a pirate. The description is: Yes, uh-huh. Shadow got pregnant by Sonic XD. Oh, 
Is Sonic a little taller than Shadow, I think? Oh, This moment is Sonic is kind of looks like get letting Sh- Sh- Shadow go to give birth somewhere because Shadow wants him to, him to come with him. But he can't because he's a pirate of his crew. <laughs> his crew... His crew knew Sonic wow, is having a wow, ba- wow, wow. His crew knew Sonic is having a baby with the wolf slash hedgehog, so he didn't say anything to them. Because what if they ended up like Sonic XD? Hee hee. I wanted to mo- meet the father of my baby, but it turns out he's a pirate. <laughs> Next up on Mori Povich. So, so that so apparently in this picture, Sonic's a pirate and. Shadow is half. Centaur. He doesn't look like a pirate. There's nothing piratey about him. He's got a he's got a skull on his hat, which also has a bandana. Apparently, that's confusing. Shadow's apparently a detail. wolf centaur, <laughs> and Shadow's and Sonic's such an asshole. He won't even go to actually be there when they give birth. Sonic has green. He's got strong bad eyes. These are, in these this pictures, picture, I feel like in these cases, a picture must ha- must be made by like a child that doesn't understand the concept of pregnancy or what it even means. Like, I feel like generally. this is either made by um, like an eight year old, like that's messed up in the head, or like a twenty five year old that's bored. So I'm closing. I mean, that book probably for now, the latter, from what I've seen. Probably. What the hell? Uh, you got me looking at this damn Mpreg yeah. stuff again. Thanks, Keith. Thanks a I lot. Did, I, I didn't introduce it. this. I just introduced that characters. That <laughs> there's the nightmare that is. Uh, Everyone you can, will be you able can go, to make go, their own fan characters. <laughs> That'll be fun. Like, I was just making fun of the whole Google <laughs> your name, the hedgehog, and Wander was like, I'm going to introduce the worst thing to this, and then I'm just, I'm just following through with, with what we found. <laughs> Too much. There's too much uh, stuff here, man. So speaking I mean, of, ter- much speaking of terrible, terrible things, no uh, no one else watched Death Note, right? No. no. Is it the live action one? The moment I saw that, t- that trailer, I'm like, well, maybe it'll be decent. And then no. afterwards, I was like, I'm stupid. No. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Death Note Netflix live action movie is a disaster. Why? It's just, it's unrecognizable. On every level. Okay. Like, it's not like one of those adaptations where, like, they really glossed over those plot points and it's going too fast. Because, like, you, the obvious, like, from the get-go, you expect the Christians to be, like, it's a 38-episode show, I think. Like, how are they going to make a 90-minute a movie out of that? It's going to be way too fast. The answer is they didn't. They made up their own story. But they also... Oh. Ryuk is not Ryuk. Light is not light. L is not L. The Death Note does not have the same rules that it has in the in the source material. It's just mm. the only connection is that there are characters called Ryuk, Light, and L, and that there is a thing that you can write names in to kill people. Almost everything else has changed. The dynamic between characters has changed. Every character's mm. personality is different. Ryuk has a completely different role in the story, and the Death Note has a bunch of really contrived bullshit rules that were clearly written at the last minute to make individual scenes work in the story. Ooh. Because that's how poorly written this thing is. There's a there's an actual rule they add, which by the way, they say is like rule like 130 or something, because there's even uh-huh. the source, even though Death the original Death Note had like maybe eight rules. Uh, this one has like okay. hundreds of rules, apparently. One of them is that if you write down somebody's name in the death note and uh, what you can do before they die is you can take out the page and you can burn the page and that'll stop the death note from killing them, but you can only do it once ever. That's the stupidest 
plot device yep. I've ever heard in my goddamn life. And I Why? assume they used it. I assume they used it. Yeah, they used it immediately. The they literally introduced it so the next scene can use it, basically. Uh, and oh. in fact, they, in fact, yeah, the entire climax is built around that exact mechanic because two different characters have their names in the Death Note, and and there there's an issue of of burning it. But like on one level, like the idea that you can take back something written in the Death Note, like it kind of sucks because it it uh, invalidates the threat of the entire thing on some level. But you can almost see it being used in an interesting way in the anime for a particular story arc or something like that because of the whole part mm-hmm. where you can write people's deaths to take place in the future as opposed to right away. But the part where you're like, and you can only be, you can only do it once. I'm like, what kind of contrived bullshit is that? <laughs> like, that's that's just lazy movie writing. <laughs> but uh, this uh, this has received a critical review here of uh, a bad decision on top of a festering pile of bad decisions, <laughs> lazy, unambitious, forgettable, and boring. Oil oh, boy. <laughs> really, the, really the worst funny. part is just that my favorite character of the whole thing is L, and it, he's not in the movie. There's a character called L that has zero things in common with L, and it's infuriating. Uh-huh. What are you gonna say, Shell? Um, I find it funny. I go to a lot of video game and anime conventions because I have artist alley tables there. I cosplay there and whatnot, and it's interesting when you're at an artist alley table because. You know, people come up and they'll browse around and there were, you know, the occasional Death Note cosplayers and some of them do have a book on them. And it's sort of like a fun thing. They get everyone to sign their book as some sort of like, look at all the people I met at the convention. But like my friends at the neighboring table were like, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I, I signed like one of my like nicknames is like a funny thing because it's really just like a signature book for like, hey, look at all the cool people I met at the convention. But there's just some sort of like weird feeling like, should I have done that? <sighs> nah, it, it's just someone's fun book. I wonder how <laughs> many people have like gotten journals like that and written names in them for the express purpose of be like. <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely hope none, but I know I'm wrong. So when I was in middle school, I had moved to North Carolina and I had uh-huh. some, you know, some problems being like, okay, this this place kind of sucks because these kids are mean and I don't like it. And so I was going to the school counselor and she's like, well, why don't you write about it? So I wrote about it and, uh-huh. you know, a lot of it was kind of nasty about stuff. about bad kids? Yeah, I wrote about uh-huh. the bad kids and, like, you know, the shit they did to me and how I didn't, I didn't like them and I thought they were jerks. And so they found it and brought it to the principal and the counselor who uh. decided the best thing to do would be to give me detention for writing about my feelings on words from the counselor. What? But the, 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 hmm. That was an awful school. That was the same school that tried to get me um, expelled <laughs> because some other kid stole my project and passed it off as his. How did he steal your project? I, it was in my desk. I was out for a day. He stole it, passed it off as his because he like didn't have a reference. Was it like an art project? No, it was a 15-page paper that uh, I printed. Oh, my God. And so the kid passes it off as his. And teachers, uh, when it comes time for, like, you know, things to come out, uh, teachers like, so did you did you do this? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, huh. OK. And then um, then eventually, like, uh, the principal got involved because plagiarism is big uh is a big deal but and couldn't your parents have like proved that they had the original well yeah i printed I, and... so i was out for a day i printed off 
the full pay project with revisions because it was the rough draft that the kids stole. Okay. And so uh-huh. he stole the rough draft and turned it in. I came in with the final final product, which was... So then they thought that you took it from him. Yeah. And how did that end up? Uh, so the teacher, the teacher convinced the principal that, you know, expelling me and whatever, you know, discipline wasn't necessary yet. Uh, and that she was going to look into it. They thought about expelling and then, you? Yeah. And wow. so what ended up happening was... Uh, I, I'm constantly appalled at the number of times that well, Carl has been put in this detention, was, expelled, beaten up. I never this experienced was, any this of was, that So this was kind of a messed up school that had like a very um, clear social issue um, based on like race and economic disparity and a couple other things. So like kid punched my brother in the back of the face and, um, you know, slammed him into a wall. But because he was, uh, nothing came of it because uh, everybody just accused my brother of being racist, even though he had like a bloody nose and, you know, very clearly didn't do that to himself. I I don't know. Anyway, but effectively, uh, it was one of those where like they were afraid of doing anything that might come off as like racially motivated because uh, it would be, I don't really like talking about this. See, my (laughs) tormentors were all uh, white kids, so I didn't have to worry about it too much. Um, Wait, but I thought there was your one friend and all his buddies from the different social group that beat you. Oh, well, okay. Because do we want to just tell Wander deals a, with racist this wasn't, stories? This right was an now. interesting uh, response from Shell to in response to Wander saying, "I don't really want to talk about this." <laughs> it was to dig yeah. deeper immediately. No, 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 no. no. Well, it was. It was. It the was. Whole, this is. You this said is that I only dealt with one subgroup, and I'm like, wait a minute, but no, there was another no. story. Okay, so in California, I had a, a Chinese friend, and I was his primary white friend, and he went to Chinese school with a bunch of other guys. Did you exchange tokens when huh. you met each other? <laughs> um, That's awful. That that is pretty bad. What's but, tokens? So, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway, um. But so, uh, so they all went to Chinese school together and hung out a bunch. So I'd often get excluded to the point where they stopped talking to me altogether because they were the Asian invasion and I wasn't Asian. And so I, w- I spent fifth and you, sixth you grade more or less friendless. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was the outsider, and I don't know, it was stupid. I was not. Then uh, you got beat up and then blamed for it. Well, yeah. What happened was, like, I was I was trying to play with them and everybody was, like, messing around and playing keep away and whatever. And so uh, I ended up with one guy's sunglasses and he didn't appreciate that. So he attacks me for it. And uh, somebody else is holding my arms while he's punching me. And so me doing the fourth grader thing of not knowing what the hell to do, I bit the kid that was holding me because, you know, I'm getting slugged. Not, like play slugged this was like semi-serious wow. from another fourth grader so I, I bit the kid uh i got in school suspension for that uh for that for a week that was fun um but uh yeah i want to keep down this track pretty... or, I mean, we can keep going <laughs> i'm pretty speechless right now yeah i have God. authority problems which i'm very happy i'm self-employed now this conversation was happier when I was about Mpreg Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know what to say. I mean, I've, I've heard some of these stories before, and I just am astounded that it's like a locus. It's like you were a black hole for shitty things happening to you in school. 
It, like being he just did a gypsy friends. curse well, you or I, something? I, no, I keep, what it's happened? Not it's not even that. that like being per, being perpetually the new kid uh, yeah, does not help in school systems that don't have a whole lot of new kids. Yeah. Um, like some some new kids will definitely like integrate well. Others won't. Um, and mm-hmm. so specifically for California, I was the only new kid in my grade for three years straight like nobody else came in a couple of people uh-huh. left but that was about it uh so it was very easy to just not you know integrate me into the group and you know none of the, none of the teachers really bothered uh my second grade teacher singled me out for a lot of stuff which was not helpful uh-huh and so you end up with uh you know the odd odd kid out that none of the teachers know what to do with uh that's you know doesn't quite fit in either because i was uh, I was like very motivated for certain things in school. So we had uh, oh shoot, I'm trying to remember what the the game was called. There was like a, a math game that you could play, and I was the number one uh, student in the school for that. And they had uh-huh. like a competition and whatnot. And so they they sent me the to the competition with like zero resources with like two other kids, uh, just mm-hmm. being like, well, you know, it's just him, so. I guess he gets to go, but we're not going to mm-hmm. actually like tell him about any of this stuff. So I get there, and uh, apparently my school has been having me play on the uh, the rules from multiple years prior, and uh, never saw fit to tell me about this one. Mm. That was a that was a surprise when I got disqualified on the first round for not knowing how to play. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear the earliest time I'd ever been disciplined in school? Like the story behind that. It- I'm wondering, I'm looking, yes, yes. I okay. just am mentally trying to think about, like, how it's going to compare to Wander's story. And I <laughs> assume that in completely... the, the Shell story, it's going to be something probably broke like... a pencil lead in the no pencil yeah. lead zone. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. like, okay. she showed up late for a lunch period or something. <laughs> okay, so I was in kindergarten, and all of us kids, we, it, it was sort of like a, it was a cold school, and... The floors were completely covered in, like, linoleum tiles, but most of the tiles were sort of a gray color, and there were the occasional colored ones because, you know, kids' classroom. You're going to have the red ones and the blue ones and the green ones and whatnot. And so all of us kids were sitting on the rug around the teacher, Uh and we were able to, like, chat before class actually started and whatever. So I was chatting with my best friend, and apparently I was too loud and too boisterous with my gesticulations. Maybe I was... Maybe I was telling a story or something. You guys would be quite familiar with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the teacher was just like, Michelle, you're being too loud. You know, sit on the blue block. Everyone's like, oh, no, no, not the blue you're block. You're being too loud, six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to sit a couple feet off the rug on the singular blue linoleum tile on the floor. For the rest of the day, while everyone else got to sit on the rug, you got you to gotta drill that ostracism into children at a young age, or they won't learn it right. Teachers really like they do like some really do fucked sometimes. up things to the psychology of the children they're in charge of. Sometimes I'm crying right yeah. now because I'm laughing at the whole. It's a, it's actually like really dark on some level. When I was in kindergarten, yeah. I got my head stuck in the bars. <laughs> that was there, probably your own fault. Yeah, there was a big blue gate out front that uh, uh-huh. was closed, and they would open when the kid, when all the uh, parents arrived at, after school and stuff. And I would always stick my head through the bars and stuff like that. But that's an age where you're growing a lot. So over by the end of the year, I finally got my head stuck in the bars, and they had to bend the bars open. 
They were, not, they were not thick bars. They were like half inch thick, thick like shitty aluminum looking bars, but somebody had to bend them open so I could get out. One of the only uh, times I ever got in trouble in school was in like first or second grade. I don't really remember. And what happened was uh, some kid um, tried to punch me like jokingly mm. and then he missed like we were friends. But he like tried to punch me just for we were probably playing a game like <laughs> let's punch each other the game or something. I don't remember why. Point <laughs> is I got punched. The kid sucked at punching, so he misses and he punched me in the hand. And my response to this was to point out which finger was the finger that he hit. So <laughs> I was like, "You only hurt this finger." And I just like <laughs> flashed like my middle finger at this kid in front of the entire classroom. And I had no idea. I'd never even heard of flipping somebody off before. Yeah. But my teacher my I immediately got into trouble and I was just like, I don't have any comprehension of what I did being wrong. And that, people that are saying sucks. that what I did was bad, and I have no idea why. But that I stuff. guess I'll believe them. It's brutal when you're like a child to a young yeah. teenager and you start you're offending people without even knowing why and they won't even explain why because they're oh, so yeah. offended by the thing. Mm -hmm. I, like, got... I literally used the phrase uh, uh, a chink in the armor when I was like yeah. 12 oh. years old and, on oh. Diablo and somebody was furious with me and would never talk to me again and I didn't understand what was happening. And I guess <laughs> and I'm like, I literally was like, I don't know. I'm literally, it's just a phrase I know that is just talking about armor. I don't know what's going on here, but someone's mad at me. <laughs> huh. Mm -hmm. You have to like... Yeah, the end of the story was the teacher figured out pretty quickly that I was completely clueless. And uh, <laughs> this was like, okay, I'm not going to punish you, but just don't ever flip people off again. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the phrase I've heard the like I had never heard the phrase flip people off before and I heard it like seven times back to back and I was like can someone please tell me what that means <laughs> but nobody did but nobody did people are bad so at adulting sometimes that's pretty much the only time I ever really got in trouble at school aside from I that I was too much of a damn boy scout and I was way too like popular so nobody ever got into nobody ever wanted to mess with me I think and another time. There you go. <laughs> another time in elementary school, uh, like the last five minutes of recess, I was forced to sit against the wall because mm -hmm. I was chasing after the girls that were smushing butterflies and telling them to stop. And Aww. because it was a group of them and it was like one of me, they're mm -hmm. like, "This girl's bothering us," and I'm like, "They're killing butterflies." And the teacher's like, "You sit against the wall," and I'm like, "But, but the butterflies, no." That's <sighs> horrible. I know, and they're killing the bees too. <laughs> Poor bumblebees. You're jealous so, of birth popularity. It was it was convenient. I never got bullied because the thing that I did was I always befriended the bullies and then never talked to them. But like <laughs> that way, like I didn't associate with like the bullies and I didn't bully anybody. But like bullies never like messed with me because they thought I was cool. So that's the it trick. Was just, it was just like. You know. Be sentient broccoli. Never get <laughs> the bothered. The secret is to make everybody like you. Why did yeah. anyone ever think about that? Yeah, all you have to do is don't be yourself. Number one, never do that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I remember one of the top times someone like explicitly tried to bully me was mostly mm -hmm. like all they accomplished was mostly just being confusing. 
because bullying is confusing. I was in my junior year of high school in my German class, and this person hmm. that has been in those classes for the last three years also, he starts just like he's he's like he turns around from the from the de the desk in front of me, and he starts like slamming my. Uh, he starts like slamming my German book closed and putting it on the floor and shit like that and just glaring at me like what are you going to do about what? it and stuff like that and I'm just like I like I started at him in confusion and other people started in conf him confusion and everyone's just like what is happening <laughs> like it was it, it was it was straight up like the it was a uh, it was like the beginning of 21 Jump Street the uh the mm -hmm. movie that they the reboot they made where he tries he tries to walk in and and has this like 80s cartoon idea of like how like social groups work in high school and he's like oh yeah i'm i'm going to go take i'm going to go punch this guy and that'll make everyone respect me and stuff but like everyone else is just like actual modern teenagers and like, that was basically what happened in real life is just like everyone being like what's happening what are you doing and he seems to just be like an idiot like he was a he was a football player but he wasn't particularly popular or anything or liked by anyone mm -hmm. so like he had no real like social cash to he had no real like social cachet or whatever the hell to like lean on here he was just being an insane person and before long he started showing up to school with black eyes because this shit doesn't fly <laughs> but he was trying to like make power grabs that nobody was interested in letting him have people have i don't know People behave really strangely in the bizarre uh -oh, what's temporary setting that is school. Oh. Sorry. That likes to I think Shell just reacted. Yeah. <laughs> I think Shell just reacted to something that happened in Wanderers. I was getting uh, I'm playing Stoneheart yeah. I, I suddenly this. heard yeah, yeah, And it's like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, a random, noises. random monster attack. And she's like, oh no. And I'm like, it's fine. We're good. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Keith. Um. Wander was eaten by a Gru. Yep. Dude, this game would be great if it had Gru's. Actually, no, it wouldn't. That'd be, uh, really, no. that'd be really annoying. It'd be significantly more likely to have Despicable Me Gru than anything else. We don't want more minions in more things. I liked the <laughs> idea of Despicable Me up until I realized that it was going to become characters. terrible. Shell got... Uh, Shell picked up... Uh, ketchup the other day and it was it had it was the only nat <laughs> natural heinz version of the ketchup had them on it i'm sorry there i couldn't choose anything else if you want simply heinz without corn sugar uh, syrup whatever's you need to get that one yeah for the time i was just mildly offended i was like really your heinz you? ketchup is just like hail hydra grade <laughs> <laughs> you I, yeah, when I watched the movie Despicable Me, I'm like, this is fine, but then, I, but then it I, became apparent that it was becoming well, like the vehicle for like basically being like DreamWorks as cars. We had to make. We Wait, had to Pixar make, has We had cars. to make minion games. Oh yeah, you did, didn't you? I got I got some serious mileage out of working out of a place at one year. The amount of hatred I I gained for <laughs> for multimedia increased I by say, like, how absurd amount. Games. So we were, I was pumping like out games. There's a about, narrow window between you going to college and you being a YouTuber in which you apparently worked on 5,000 games. Well, <laughs> no, I worked. He was helping do yeah, little fixes I, on tons I, of yeah, games. Yeah, so I, yeah. I was I was animation bitch. I would help everybody else. So I got to work on everything per week. I wasn't just Oh, like you were basically a tweener? Yeah. I oh, was a I tweener. didn't know that. And so oh, I, I had to that. do, 
I had to do all the tweening for everybody else's keyframes, meaning Dude, I and thumbnails. For tweening, you have to do thumbnails. Patrick, Dude, and like tweening sucks. Tweening it, it is was, so shitty. It was. <laughs> I'm fun sorry, they had to do that. It was fun for all of two products, which was Power Rangers and Legend of Korra, because they actually had good animations. Uh-huh. Everything uh-huh. else was just like the shitty, like super. I mean, it looked like uh, Domokun animation, like that. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, I was yeah, just like, yeah. well, I guess this is my life. Um, wow. Yeah, I didn't know and you were so a tweeter. Why, that really yeah. blows. That's no wonder you hated it so much. Yeah. If Chad didn't know Skinner Box, I'm pretty sure you're gonna have to explain tweening for them. And keyframes. Okay, so it's pretty straightforward. Right? Yeah, so for people that don't know, uh, tweening is a type of animation uh, that you do. So when you see like a, an animation, generally what you're actually seeing are the keyframes. Uh, the the points of, I guess, the slow moments in so between. So it's like if your hand starts here, but then you swish it this way. Yeah, and so I was in charge of the in-motion stuff that people don't see that much, and so, like, a, a, a good animation company will have, like, this really nice, like, stretch and skew, so you get this, like, really smooth animation. Uh, if you're churning out one game per three to 14 days, they don't give a shit. All, all you have to do is just make the, like, really shitty basic mechanical animations in between, and you have to make a lot of them. Um, and so, that was my job. And so, I, I worked on quite a lot of things. Bird was like, this is my chance to evacuate, and he has fled his chair <laughs> the moment he started explaining tweeting. <laughs> I, he needed a drink. Goodbye, Bird. I'm sorry, I just returned. Welcome back, Bird. Thank you. <laughs> <Did> you drink. <laughs> was was somebody asked of me? No. no. Or, no. Or he was just he out just, uh, I just he, I just you skipped you to your stream. I'm like, I, I'm like, I bet he's and... gone. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Bird is streaming a chair. <laughs> Yep. I, I literally just got up to get a, a glass of water. I yes. know. You just you just give me this this lengthy uh I know uh, what a tweener is. So I was yeah. just like, I'll let Wander yeah. answer this and I'll just go get some water. It's I, I, I apologize for being an <laughs> opportunist. <laughs> literally not a problem. I just felt like pointing it out. And then everyone yeah. reacted. <laughs> and we could no, I'm, get, I, I'm aware. I think if we want, uh, we could probably get another five minutes out of this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> D- all right. How's Dream Day? Well, were we going to answer questions at all? Oh, oh yeah, we should do that. So actually, uh, maybe maybe we now we shouldn't answer this for a group of men. But somebody asked during Keith's uh, Q and A stream Q&A? that I figured we might as well field as a group. Hmm. Um, why don't we uh, bring on guests like Harmon Quest for stuff like Grave of Man and our tabletop games? And the answer is because it would be a nightmare. <laughs> you know what a Harmon Quest has is like a whole department dedicated to like making connections with Editing people things, that are all yeah. going to come yes. together to at a scheduled time for this thing that they're literally hired to do and contractually obligated to show up for. <laughs> Whereas YouTubing yeah. is like, hey, you want to do this thing? Yeah, and then you get then it's time to do it. You're like, no. <laughs> we've had three, yeah. we've had three different people that, that are not Colonel RPG, but other people uh, say yes to the podcast, then not show up the day that, of the podcast. So trying to do that for a series or like play a character in Grave of Man, like so many other things, like it's it is a nightmare to come up with consistent people generally, and uh, yeah, there's a lot to go through. 
And if you find anyone who is professional enough to be consistent, they're also probably busy. <laughs> it is yes, not it's not easy to acquire skill set people for that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a reason why you look at Game Grumps and you look at the uh, every t- every part of like the was it Grumpcade whenever they have like guest people on. Uh, there's a reason why those playthroughs are always like four episodes long at max, mm-hmm. and then they just disappear forever. It's because it's actually well, really hard to get they people don't even together. Do that. I mean, no. Grumpcade is like a, is almost always one-offs now that just happen to be really yeah. long because so it's that... a lot easier to get somebody to show up once and stick around for a while than it is to get somebody to show up multiple times. Yeah, but for like a year there, they would bring back, they would try to bring by like uh, the Completionist and Oni mm-hmm. and other people like that, and they would be there for like like what was essentially 40 minutes total of content spread across four episodes, and then that was it. Right. And that's because, yeah, like getting people together well, I mean, now they can get only in the anytime they want aren't they they recently got their own office but up until that didn't they share a building for a long time this is the, they've had the office for a while or this is their second office or something yeah i thought their office was pretty cool uh carl was showing yep. me the video that's that they what mountains posted. of money will do for you <laughs> <laughs> they yep. make a ton they make so much money they can hire their friends in almost made up jobs mm-hmm. to make more money and then that they have them work on studio stuff. rooms for the editors and all of this like couch so, space for a specific recording like, setups in my office it's pretty spartan and pretty straightforward it's like what you'd expect for like white collar work like i got my desk i got my computer i got my, my little area and yeah yep that is not the case for most tech companies because I've been to other tech companies and other tech bean companies' bags offices and are fucking insane. Hey, we have a beanbag, <laughs> but we don't sit in it much. I went we to should. like the Facebook office <laughs> and it looked like somebody dropped a nuclear bomb in the middle of a storage closet and everyone just <laughs> went and decided to start working there. There's like posters like on the ground. Like what? none of it makes any goddamn sense. <laughs> it was it was nuts. And then like in a one Mad room, Max Toys R Us. I went to one floor of the Facebook office and I just walk in and in the middle of the room there's a ball pit. A um, ball pit? like a standing like a it's 3 foot tall and it's full of balls and everyone is just like walking around this thing and it's like why did you put this in the middle of like a hallway, basically? I'll have a gross story to end the podcast with that involves ball pits, but every yeah. story involving ball pits is a gross story. <laughs> Not as gross as this oh one. Oh my maybe. god, Bird's Dream oh, Daddy no. is Goku. Oh yeah. Why? Why that. are you looking at my Dream Daddy I hadn't videos? Seen it yet? And <laughs> you're playing as Goku. I am playing <laughs> and as Goku. Dad. Dating I'm playing as Goku. It's really, really funny. <laughs> I mean, he is a dad. I- he is a dad. It's not I accurate. Guess, it's not yeah. inaccurate. I don't know how to do a Goku <laughs> voice, so I did that entire um, episode uh, uh, doing Vegeta instead. But I don't really know how to do Vegeta either. So just it's pra- really more just like practice Greg. doing Rolf from Ed and Eddie. It's the same voice. Rolf. Yeah, it's the same voice really? actor that played Goku in the in the American uh, translation is the guy. That Hello, played Ro- Piccolo boy. <laughs> <laughs> I would love making many power, yes. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> you dare dishonor the son of a Saiyan? <laughs> this is a stupid topic. <laughs> now, there better be fan art someday of Rolf, like, fighting Vegeta. I want to I see that happening now. 
Wow. Just Googling that. What the? <laughs> There's this took there, a really, really weird turn. I found turn. Rolf doing a Kamehameha made of radishes. Okay, that's funny as shit. That's, I gotta see that. That's pretty Rolf. close. Uh, man, that's, so, I will I will gladly take Rolf doing a Kamehameha. Yeah, doing a Kamehameha or, of radishes. Yeah. Answering questions, yeah. are we talking podcast? about offices or... What are we doing now? There's also We're an... Just, we're just bullshitting. There's an image yeah. of the the nightmare equivalent exchange white dimension door from a uh, from Full Metal Alchemist, and coming through mm-hmm. it is Rolf going, "Life has many doors, Ed Boy." <laughs> <laughs> Rolf memes are the best. We Maybe do, we should do questions, or this will never go anywhere. The next grave of next voice and grave of man should be Rolf. Oh, whoops, that no. was my question. No, whoops. thanks. I I might I might Rolf you, but okay. Yeah, you could, dude. Not you should totally sneak in an NPC that's Rolf. I I so Grave of Man is uh many YouTube series are kind of a a practice in me testing out new voices. This is uh, true, and like practicing it. So mm-hmm. um, we've gotten a lot so, better, by the way. Good job. Yeah, I'm improving slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I will. I will quite possibly debut some kind of Rolf, just so we have a. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just want to practice voices. They're fun and they make the characters stand out. The only problem I have is a quest we... for you, Greg boy. <laughs> <laughs> My main problem is actually thinking like I I can come up with the voice. It's the voice and what they're going to say at the same time is a nightmare. Oh yes, I, I can almost never like. Think of I actually have trouble thinking of like what does this NPC even know? Because like they're clearly different from like yes. me, so they have to know something more than just like uh, you know. Like, you to to tell you the secrets of this entire plot. Can you promise me you'll never make another Scrappy Doo character like that damn <laughs> dwarf guy, that halfling? He's a halfling. He's a halfling. I don't care. I want him to die. <laughs> <laughs> and the point is, you can never kill an annoying character. You can never do it. If you try, they just destroy you because every annoying character in any media has, like, power armor bullshit. Up until they've outlived their usefulness and then they get The moment he showed up, my entire chat was just replaced with Punch him, him, Dimitri. Punch him, Bert. The the moment he showed up, my entire chat was full of, like, dear lord, can you punch him? (laughs) Oh man! Poor Dress yeah, doesn't, doesn't know. Poor Dress doesn't yeah, even yeah. know what's yeah. happening questions. in the story right now. Otherwise, people will stop asking questions, and that'll be. Oh, they stopped that a while ago. Oh really? They stopped asking questions. Yeah, they stopped uh, answering them. So yeah, Dark Reyes asks: Out of the 2016 games you experienced, which game did you each play that met your expectations and We're went almost far the end beyond of 2017? It? <laughs> it was asking May. Okay, that's fair. Oh my God, we were far behind. Uh, so what ones met our expectations and what ones did not? Can we just talk about uh, 2017 as well? Because I don't even yes. remember what happened last year. Awesome. Um, also, here you go, Bert. I found uh, Rolf Spirit Bomb. <laughs> 2016 games that were great. Dark go. Souls 3, uh, The Witness. Doom. Those are the two that... Im- and Doom. Those are the three that immediately stick out in my mind. It's like, yep, these were awesome. Dark Souls is pretty much what I thought it would be. But yeah, witness, mm-hmm. witness, and uh, and Doom totally blew away my expectations, especially Doom, where I was just like, "Ah, this will probably be fine." I'm like, "This is really good. <laughs> this yeah. is actually a really good game." 
That, that, uh, that pretty from, much surprised me. For me, it was Dragon Quest Builders. I thought it was going to be this, like, yes. goofy game, and the moment I loaded up that demo, I was like, holy shit, this is, like, everything I wanted out of Minecraft, and more. The only thing it lacked was, like, technically the long-lasting depth, but I could live with it. I th uh, and now they're coming up with a multiplayer sequel. You guys better play it with me. I Yay! One thing that we I, I look that... forward to the total knowledge asynchronicity between us. Nah, it's fine. The games are like so comically <laughs> simple. There's nothing I could like you uh, use that you guys won't immediately in pick the, up in on. In the background, I'm like quietly dreading Dauntless because I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna know so much more than me already. Uh, this could go I so badly. I'm really looking forward to it. I actually have a question in my chat that says, are you looking forward to playing Dauntless? So I might as well answer that. Yes. So, I'm looking forward to playing Dauntless with you guys, but really I'm looking forward to playing uh, Monster Hunter World with you guys. Because, mm -hmm. so, one, Dauntless kind of has pissed me off with the, hey, yeah, we'll get you on the press list, no problem. And then mm -hmm. uh, months of silence. Yoink. And yeah. then then a machine email a uh, couple, well, I guess a couple days they ago. They YouTube being like, on you, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, YouTube had promised me, like, the effectively the twitch partnership a year ago and mm -hmm. then we're like oh no sorry never mind we're uh we're capped out on people even though we promised to get it to you uh months ago so uh, okay. uh apply again later except for that's what no microsoft did to me except with a job <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what about for dauntless uh so da dauntless i talked to the community manager he was super down he, like, gave me his business card, his personal email, said, like, yeah, shoot me an email tonight. I'll get back to you immediately. You know, I want to get as many people in on this as possible. And then the game actually comes out. And what they did was they instead just got a bunch of big name uh, Twitch streamers. They didn't even get YouTubers. Uh, they got a bunch of big name Twitch streamers and I think, like, two Monster Hunter channels. Mm -hmm. um, and gave them, like, all sorts of, like, custom support and stuff. None of them do it anymore. Like, they were... they. They, like, streamed it for the first week, and then they've moved on already because, you know, the game is an alpha series. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. And so I'm like... Maybe I'm they'll come crawling YouTube back to result. you next when they realize I, that nobody else will actually play their game I, anymore. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't settle yeah. for being second, and so second like, choice. And so, like, I'm not actually that mad about it. It's just that kind of frustration I get when I'm, like, you know, really, really into a game, and, like, I meet, I meet a developer, and they're like... Just about they're as jazzed about pretty like, blase. Some kind of, yeah. Yeah. And then after the fact they're just like, Yeah, no, never mind. Like we don't we don't we didn't actually mean uh to you know do any of that. So uh well, see uh hope you buy our game and I'm like, fuck fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I, I so um It's like the equivalent of like, Oh yeah, we can't wait to work with you. Oh yeah. we really hoped you'd lose our number. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so um, so there was a game called Crashlands that came out months ago, and mm -hmm. I covered their previous games. Uh, and I was like the only YouTuber to ever touch any of their projects up until they come came out with Crashlands. And then when they come out with Crashlands, I sent them an email being like, "Hey, you know, uh, remember me? We've talked before. I see you've got a new game coming out. It looks amazing." Uh, can you send me like a, a copy so I can cover it? And they're like, yeah, so you're uh, you're below the cutoff mark of 50,000 subs. I had 33,000 subs. And they're like, so uh, I wouldn't know what that feels like. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's this developer that I actually had like a kind of working relationship with. And they're like, yeah, you're not big enough for us. And I'm like, 
what you really <laughs> and it just i don't know it gets frustrating it's why i kind of don't like going to uh conventions to talk to developers because half the time they're just blowing smoke i like talking yes. to the small ones but like any big name dev at a convention has no interest in me as a youtuber whereas like the small people like for nefarious and whatnot like they actually care i exist so i'm like okay let's uh let's find those people and service those people I care you exist, Wander. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you marry me big time. Yeah. I'm just background <laughs> terrified of the possibility of uh, Dauntless or War Monster Hunter turning into Warframe, uh, where I'm like uh, sufficiently beyond you. So because you the nice you thing have with no you don't have restraint for just not well, playing games when when other people aren't around. Uh, you you will world play world. them, and I know you'll play those games like. Twice as often no, when you're not around you as are, you with you us. Are not, you are not you incorrect. With me, he has to have more characters lined up just to level up with me. I'm like, what <laughs> character are you going to be playing with me today? There will be some yeah. form of progression or knowledge or something that just develops way too fast. Because I, I know I I know I will uh, play without people. So usually I try and have like a separate gear set or a yeah. separate something so I don't end up like outpacing everybody. Because... Uh, Warframe was kind of a, a pickle in and of itself mm -hmm. and probably could have uh, maybe figured that out better um, but I know with uh, Dauntless I've already played like a bunch of it and the problem with Dauntless is it's super early. like okay so beyond my like bitching about them the game is not done yet it is very alpha mm -hmm. right now uh, which is not bad but it does because mean you're like, literally playing the alpha yeah uh, so I'm literally playing the alpha but like it's so alpha that it actually like kind of it might have been a mistake to release it this early mm. uh they have quite a number of performance glitches that are mm. actually problems um and like need to be addressed and haven't been uh, or they've only been addressed like minorly so like a lot of crashing a lot of like hitching and stuff that you really don't want in your like high action game effectively it's like if uh dark souls went through early access like you'd probably look at that and be like "Ooh, this is probably not the right idea i also, um, I also noticed the iffy thing in that like the, this whole subgenre is often about like fighting big monsters to farm their parts to make stuff out of their parts that all looks indistinct and everything yeah. and this game yeah. doesn't have unique visuals for its uh models made yet so a bunch of them just yeah it back doesn't the same armor so, set uh, one of the yeah, so a lot of the armor sets aren't even uniquely modeled. Uh, the chain whip, a whole weapon class, only has two models for it now. Three, I guess they just had a new one, which I mean isn't so bad. The actual problem is, um, so like Monster Hunter, you have you have like specific um, like bits of a monster that you have to break off. Yeah, that actually, like you know, I saw you doing that in Dauntless. Though, is it optional in Dauntless? No, well. You have to like you have to fight the thing and like hit it in the yeah. face a bunch. To, but I saw you like but, cutting off their tails and stuff like that. Yeah, so but you don't so you don't have to do that. You can just wail on it. No, you do. You do okay. actually have to do that. Uh, okay. The problem the problem being um, the drop rates on some of them are like in the singular percents. Oh no, uh, which is very scary. That's part of the reason why I was leery Hesitant about to uh, bring me on singular yeah, percents. because I, I know you specifically don't like grinding, and I was like. So Dauntless could actually end up being a problem here because it, it might just be too much grind. And the answer is, it's hard to say. 
because right now it seems like the drop rates are bugged. Because I spent a whole mission wailing on this thing's face, uh, this like owl bear's face to crack its beak, and it. I don't know if it ever cracked or not, but it never dropped. I'm like, maybe it's a bug. Maybe it's just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you have to farm even the most basic guy over and over and over again uh, to get dulled scales, Holy which you think God. like that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, Sorry. Like, yeah, it, it's one of those games where like the gameplay and the the monsters are awesome, but the uh-huh. idea that like you have to rely on pretty low RNG to get the rare thing just to get your armor set. I'm like. I, I'm afraid that this is going to be one of those, like, almost Fortnite experiences. They're not, they're only doing, like, cosmetic uh, FTP, like, free-to-play stuff. So it's not, like, impossible uh, Uh unless you throw money at it. But it's one of those where it's like, I hope they fine-tune the grind because I am stuck in the early game. And it's like two episodes ago on my, my series, people were like, stop fighting this creature. We're sick of it. And I'm like, I can't. I need a thing. I need to think really badly, and until I Jeez. get said thing, I'm stuck. Because the problem is, um, every piece of armor has like a you're linear not even upgrade. Ten episodes path. in yet? No, uh, and I've been fighting the owl bear because it's fun, and because everything above it kicks my ass. So, like within uh, only so in less than five hours, you've already fought something so much that your audience is getting sick of seeing it. Yes. Oh boy! Uh, but you have oh to because boy. you have to you have to grind one creature. Keith, are you ready to play this game? The the age old game oh. dev solution: if your game's not long enough. Just tell them to do the same thing a hundred times. Yeah. So that'll get uh, TV it makes show. me wonder if I mean, why are they doing early access? Is it to make people into game testers, or what is it? Because you're going to yes. lose the hype for your game before it even comes out if everyone's accomplished what they can. Yeah. So early yep. access is kind of a, a double edged sword in a lot of these cases, and. Uh, I think it sounds like in this one, it's definitely like working to its disadvantage. I think there's also a significant polish sucks. I think there's a significant paying audience that is not as discerning as we are on this subject, though. Like super Dollar grindly, point. infinitely repetitive games are super popular and profitable right now, and early access yeah. games that never get finished and are in a horrible state for years also are incredibly popular and profitable <laughs> right now. So like people are eating. They this never shit get up. punished. So there no. you go. There's apparently so an audience I, for this stuff. I I think it's going to be one of those games where if you're like really into this kind of game now, it's going to be fun. Like honestly, I'm actually looking forward to playing you with you guys because it is very much a team game, and if you have four people that actually know what they're doing, it's a really fun experience. Like some of the later fights, even like the earlier fights are fun, but some of the later ones get like really intense, like um, uh, Dark Eater Meteor uh, levels of like. Mm-hmm. you know tense difficulty which i really appreciate really gotta get that edited so people can understand why we constantly yeah. talk about it um I'm just trying to get a cool experience i just, I just need 999 it, to so, finish so i can stop commuting for one of my series so so the game is you know you're going off to fight these monsters and you have half an hour to beat them hard cap but you also have a danger meter that uh if you die the danger, danger meter goes up and when the danger meter hits 100 uh, you can't revive people anymore. You can't borderline style pick them up. And you have like a limited amount of healing and stuff like that. And so uh, people were actually getting kind of mad at me in my series because I was I was doing that like classic uh, competitive, you know, gaming like, oh, come on, why can't you do blank? Uh-huh. Uh, because my allies were getting hit by like the most basic attacks. And I guess I would too, but um, not as much. So like 
uh, there was one fight where I still had half my healing items and everybody else was like permadead and I'm still like, I'm just not going to use a healing item. It's not worth it for me because this team can't like, you know, pull through here and people were mad at me because I was being uh, toxic and I was just like, look, pugging in this game is kind of rough. And so I'm looking forward to having people that I can rely on because I was playing with fans later on. Do you know what this makes me wonder? What? Like, okay. So when we're all going around in Guild Wars 2 and we have the whole gang, I mean, people, if they watch the footage later on, they're like, yeah, look, that's me. I, I'm wondering about people that are playing games un- and unbeknownst to them, they're being recorded. Mm-hmm. Like, what's there the legality have, of that? There have been a couple of issues that's an interesting in the past. Point. Yeah. Um, so the legality is they have no rights. They're in a public place. Uh-huh. Um, didn't you this, have, uh, didn't there, there's something that happened in the PUBG community yes. pretty recently, so right? That's, that's a different thing. Cause what if someone gets targeted? Well, because yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. a couple of guys were playing PUBG and, uh, one of the, one of the most popular PUBG streamers was also streaming and got killed by these guys. And the guys that killed the streamer got banned for a week uh, uh-huh. because uh, enough people could complain. Well, yeah, because the streamer had reported them directly to the developers because they've got a straight line in being like this guy was stream sniping, banned them. And mm. they, they God, got they're still doing that. Yeah. With, Why? Uh, Why does there PUBG was like, care so much about stream well, sniping? Uh, because it's kind of against the spirit of the game. It's not directly yeah. against the rules, but like. You know, it's 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 malicious and bad for the community. But in, the in this case, they jumped the gun. Just kind of bullshit because yeah, there's like no way to confirm it. Yeah, yeah it's so like, totally an honor system. Like the most yeah. the most generic thing ever is for anyone who loses in any multiplayer game ever to immediately say that guy was cheating. And like the the modern equivalent of that is for a stream a popular streamer to be like that person totally was watching my stream, obviously, and there's no way to confirm that. Mm-hmm. And so they can just make accusations and basically cause a witch hunt and then get somebody to lose the game they paid money for because they happen yep. to dare defeat someone who's famous on the internet. <laughs> but and... I, like the part of it is, I know that there are laws against people recording someone without their permission via like, telephone. Well, that's yeah, that's wiretapping. That's yeah, completely so different. <laughs> it's illegal for me to call Bird and recall, uh, record his call. It's not yes. illegal for... Say if Bird and I go to McDonald's, it's not illegal for me to whip up my phone and record him. Yeah. Because uh, there's no expectation of privacy in a public place. Then why is there, like, when people have their meetings and people have, like, their secret cameras well, and diplomatic, so, like, Yeah, so there are, there are a couple of different things. Obviously, if we're talking about, like, spy shit and, like... <laughs> Uh, spies I mean, one, technically don't usually follow the laws of everyone the country knows that they're spies spying don't on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there are there are exceptions. Wiretapping mm-hmm. is not necessarily legal, but there are kind of like wiretapping yeah, things thing that can be used. But let's say that there's someone at a convention and their costume isn't necessarily the best. Someone takes a photograph of them unknown to them and it's like, haha, look at this person trying to look like Sailor Moon. They they can't nope. pull it off at all. Then like the person gets That's completely that's or... completely legal unless they were like calling so if I took a picture of a cosplayer at 
you know, MAGFest. And I'm like, look at how dumb this person looks. And, you know, I incite my entire audience to go after them. That would you be would illegal. You get thrown because, out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get thrown out of the convention, but also that's illegal mm-hmm. because I'm inciting people to harass a person. The Whereas thing is, The thing is, like, what if someone took a photo of someone and then was distributing or selling that photo? Perfectly legal. Mm-hmm. But without the subject matter's permission? Yep. Yep. You're in a public place. You don't have a right to your own image. What is so, stream sniping? That's a really good question. Okay, so stream so sniping. If, yeah, is, if Wander okay. was playing uh, Hearthstone right now, and you got yeah. matched into a match with Hearth with Wander and Hearthstone, but you're also watching a stream, then you know his hand, you know his moves, and you can uh, cheat. Uh-huh. That's stream yeah. sniping. Yep, it's super shitty. Uh, it's it shitty, cheat, but like also crazy. It's shitty, but there's almost no way to confirm that it's happening in most cases. And yeah. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it gets at some point you're invited. You're, you're 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 accepting the risk at some point by streaming in the yeah. first place. Yeah, and it shouldn't be so, other people's responsibility at some point or risk of losing right. entire products that aren't even rel- related to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Bird and I got stream sniped when we were playing Dark Souls a while back because uh, a guy kept invading us specifically. And at first we we're like, oh, you know, this is just shitty, but we'll live. Oh, this was the. Um, but then one? the guy had started impersonating as uh, like various fans. <laughs> that and sucked. That, that, that sucked really sucked because they were. Actively, we yelled at like, Queen of Wolves, and I feel yeah. bad about that so much. I still feel bad <laughs> bad about that, but um, mm-hmm. but you know it was a really shitty thing of of uh, them to do, and very clearly was mm-hmm. uh, stream sniping. But for the most part, they're usually edge cases that you know. Yeah, it's Queen of Wolves like just said it's K. Well, we know, but also, <laughs> it I it sucked. I really yeah. feel bad about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Girls. Starbound was early access for ages. It's Recently amazing- watched a video of it, and it has a storyline, and it's not horrible. It's still an amazing yeah, story. Starbound to hear. got really good as they yeah. kept adding more content into it. Looks great I, now. I played it with Gull of Doom. It was fun as shit. I was mm-hmm. actually I wasn't that surprised. I was I, everybody was like super mad about Starbound when it first came out, and I was I, the only thing I hated about Starbound when it came out was the fact that they kept deleting characters. I was like, yeah. mm. come on! Like after the first one, it was like really like you're mm-hmm. still doing this. Um, that was but, why I quit Starbound. I was, I played it when it very very first came out, and they deleted my character. I'm like, I, I'll just not. <laughs> I'll just play anything <laughs> else instead then. Yeah. And so I played it recently with Gull of Doom and it was actually like a really fun product. And mm-hmm. the story was boring, but the, you know, the world was fun to run around and explore. The visuals are great. And uh, actually it has some of the best farming in a video game I've ever played. Because um, I was playing it at the same time as Stardew Valley or like immediately after. And so I was just like, Starbound Valley. Let's let's farm a bunch of shit. And I was like <laughs> buying Mecca with my crop profits, which made sense, I guess. But it was super fun. Starbound Valley. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Starbound Valley. Valley. That's definitely a funny. Yeah, Starbound <laughs> Valley. Dude, like games like Starbound in Terraria could totally pat. Like if you if you put in a little work, you could actually make like more or less Stardew Valley in one of those games, and it would be nearly perfect. Uh, mm. It's just the official support is like, well, you made fuck, fuck tons of money, but that's about it. And I was like, well, okay, I'll, I guess I'll go buy like a death mecha and go kill the last boss with it. 
a death uh, mecha. Yeah, they never really so, fixed the balance in that game. So, I still well, remember no, one time I just got a... Oh, I see. So Starbound has really good modding support, and there's mm-hmm. like whole rebalances and stuff like that. And so they have vehicle support in the game already. And so somebody mm-hmm. made this amazing, amazing mech mod. Mm-hmm. And the mechs are actually fairly reasonable, quite expensive, and... You know, they're strong, but they're not, like, game-breakingly strong. Except for one of them, which has a mining laser, which you're just supposed to point at, like, the ground, and then you dig it up, and you collect all mm-hmm. the uh, the stuff, and it's super simple. Well, the thing right. is, uh, it does damage to, like, a, a target, and if you're hitting it for a long time, it gets mm-hmm. hit a lot, but it doesn't really account for whether or not the boss, say, has multiple hitboxes. Mm-hmm. So I pointed oh, my no. machine at the thing, <laughs> uh-huh. clicked, the game froze, and then the boss died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instant really. Death. It was amazing. And poor Gull was just like, I, well, that's new. <laughs> totally t- took it on, uh, on the chin, no problem. But it was, it was amazing. Why does he that sound like Skitter? Uh, well, he's Danish. Oh. oh, yeah, every Danish person sounds like Skitter. That's true, yeah, I had, forgot that. He had, like, a kind of a high, high-ish pitch voice. Oh, was that when you were doing a duo? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. when I tried branching out a little bit, because it was going to be myself, uh, Gull of Doom, and, uh-huh. um, and uh, how have I forgotten his name? Wait, 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 wait. You branched out a little bit? You, you were trying to abandon the bird? You were. This was when you had your internship, like last year, and didn't even have a computer. You, you were trying. You you were LPing with other people, and you didn't even (laughs) tell me. I mean, you were busy. Also, you never really seemed particularly interested in Starbound. He didn't really Apart hide from, it. Like, like one time we tried. I yeah, was really aware. I was not of it. exactly hiding it either. I was just like, yeah, let's let's give this a go because it was like a good common ground for the three of us. I uh, also but... LP'd with Bumpy McSquiggums and Colonel RPG. <gasps> what do you do? Who's Bumpy McSquiggums? That's an interesting name. Keith, I yeah, bet but... during your Q and A session you didn't even mention me once. I don't remember. Did I? Did you probably I don't know. Did you not watch it this time? I don't uh, remember if I did. I don't think you did. I was. I was going to actually no, do it, I, but then I got I, distracted. I used you things. as an example as an example of what a channel can be like. I, re- I referenced uh, your channel and sad games as uh, as what can happen when you don't have enough incentive structures and like specifically like, like structure to your schedule and everything like that. Like the uh, how it can sort of phase in and out over time. When I was discussing my own schedule and how things of of what how I of how my job works and how I specifically like. Uh, require myself to do certain things per day or else it all falls apart just because it's so oh. easy to make up excuses to be like oh, i'll just not do that today for like hey, seven days fair, in a row. i completely eliminated that from <laughs> yeah <laughs> from from my channel eliminated what uh the, the, the prospect or? of not uploading things yeah but i was, yeah. I was just mm-hmm. expressing the difference between uh my channel and water's channel and your guys's channels that were like dead for six months and stuff like that and things like that i uh i think i stopped uploading from basically february to uh may and then i started uploading i, I went from like not uploading to uploading like six videos every single day like instantly and yeah which is also can, what it, which is also what andrew did it's so goddamn funny to look at my analytics because you can see the day I turned it on <laughs> and just like my view count just 
explodes straight up. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Andrew went from being dead doubling six uh. videos a day also, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Just so... I made people busy. It's, you like, did, the, man. it's like the most well, impact you know, I've ever had on other people's lives. If, if, if for no other reason than... I got tired of you nagging me. If, and if using for no me as other an reason example. than sheer hours of investment. <laughs> You 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 kept and it came from a place of love, I think. But I just got <laughs> I so goddamn tired of you making like like pointing out like this to me that it well, was like I fine. Mean, I'm gonna do something about it, so I never have to hear this again. You could have pulled in everybody else and just uh, gotten quit. really really salty about it and then quit. I mean that that historically has worked out. My new but project is trying to get Wanda to upload true. the podcast, but he's never caved to any of these tactics. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you even you even were totally honest about it too. You said that you basically were like making it kind of like your side mission. Like, no, you didn't put a lot of effort into it, but you did say that you basically <laughs> would like keep poking me to try and get me to work on my channel more. And you know what? After like five months, no, no, you've you've actually been doing this for years, but <laughs> you have. I you have. You can't tell me that you haven't been like basically like pestering me the entire time I've had a YouTube channel to work on it more. And then I do. Why would and I now pretend I'm enjoying I all the, I'm doing so well. I'm enjoying all the success. Why would I not take credit for this? I do have to say it's much easier like I'm gonna hide. posting up gaming videos as opposed to like working on and then producing art videos. Yeah. I feel bad because now my channel's mostly missed. And I'm like, mm. but what about all the people that subscribe to me for my artwork? I need to finish. I need to finish yeah. more art and like squash the hours and hours and hours worth of footage into one video. And uh... all I'm saying is that like, I'm really happy and I want to thank you for like <laughs> pestering me. But only in my angry voice. <laughs> but, but. But I'm not. I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was man. tricked into you being happy. You did the happy. same thing with gnomes, and it didn't work. You tricked me into being happy. <laughs> well, that's because gnomes never had the gumption to begin with. He he's a funny dude, and he was really really nice, and I miss him a lot. But he was not. He, he didn't I, have I his mean, heart in this. We, yeah, we have. We've had a lot of people that we've met over the course of like our YouTube channels that have been very very like naturally gifted at being good YouTubers, except yes. for when it comes to the actual YouTube part. Yes. Uh, which always, <laughs> which always like blows my mind, because for me, I was very good at the process of being a YouTuber, but it definitely took me a long time to actually be a good commentator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, whenever I see somebody that came from the opposite side, I'm just like, and you're not, like, at a million subscribers now? How? Why? Um... Because like, could there's say so many... the funniest shit from the very beginning, but he couldn't. Spider's like... comedic timing was amazing, but he couldn't just make videos. <laughs> yeah, what's the problem? No. I couldn't. And I now... still remember when I got the uh, what I won. I won uh, the Reddit's the subreddit's uh, Unsucky Sunday thing by submitting a Gmod video that was largely just dependent on you guys being funny in it, basically. <laughs> I went on Sucky Sunday with Fairy Solitaire. You guys kept talking about that when you guys kept talking about uh, having sex with inanimate objects, which is weird. Yeah, that sounds like something I would talk about. 
because like Lost Spider was like, "This is a nice box. I'm gonna go fuck it," and he just starts walking around behind a house with it. And then there's some. <laughs> I don't remember what it was for you, but you're like, "Look at all these somethings. Each one more tantalizing than the last. I just want to stick my willy in all of them." I'm like, what is happening? Oh my god, that that, <laughs> that sounds like exactly what I would say. <laughs> I want to say, was that the fridge moment? Because that feels like it was the fridge moment. I don't know. Wow, <laughs> boy, it ain't that some shit. Anyway, I mean, like, I was kind of in the same boat. Um, I mean, I still am. I think I'm a pretty decent commentator. I'm not going to really go into that so much, but I will wholly admit I am awful, awful at the business side of YouTube. Terrible. Uploading videos, tagging, playlisting, thumbnails. Good God, I could not do that. Social media is hard to couldn't manage. do it, man. The secretary. I, I just didn't care. It just like <laughs> it just sucked so much. All I, you have to do is teach Ladybird the basics, or have a kid and teach them the <laughs> basics of SEO. Just adopt and a then, young child. <laughs> no, Ladybird I, even I, volunteered I about it. multiple They're times. They're gonna have three children, and you, they're all gonna but be if within you let two Lady or three Bird years. Would you be admitting your failure? No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> so, so you needed a program <laughs> to do it instead. A, Bird's also terrified of the prospect that Lady Bird is going to learn how to YouTube better than him, make her own <laughs> channel, and then beat him at it. So instead of YouTube, you programmed a, like a cyber wife to deal with all your problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lady Bird volunteered multiple times to like manage my channel for me, and I told her, I literally said straight up, like, this is my thing. I don't want it to be a chore for you. Like, I was way, way, way not going to do that. And she was like, it's okay, I don't mind doing it. I was like, I mind. I mind if I make you do like, this. No, these are my problems. I worked for I them. would feel like such a failure if I like passed it off to somebody else. <laughs> Wanderbots, he offered. Wander, you offered to upload my yep. videos for me. And I told you no for the exact same reason. I said, these are this is my thing to do. <laughs> and then I Does just that like, work? Can I be like, Wander, months? I'll upload the podcast for you? <laughs> no, it won't work. You won't even have to know. <laughs> and then, They'll like, just two months there. later, I finally just, like, came out and I said, like, Hey, guys, I have a computer program that uploads and edits all my videos for me. And <laughs> now it works. And, oh, my God. <laughs> it's been awesome. It's been, it's been a really good couple of months, we'll say. <laughs> now, question about the podcast. I know that for mm-hmm. D&D... Uh, Wander gives you all of his footage and stuff, and you guys yep. like add your own thumbnails, tweak it up, and then like put I don't it have my own thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what happens with the podcast? I know that you guys have to like adjust the screen so that you have all three images aligned, and then there's like a little background, and everything has to be rebalanced there. So, is is Keith just giving like distributing the yeah. final yes. videos? Then you yep. have no excuse not to put them up. I have to He's pee. doing like the work. <laughs> I'll be right I back. got Bert's excusing himself from this scenario under the pretense <laughs> of he does not want to be between this one. <laughs> <laughs> is this our first YouTube drama? <laughs> nah. We, we, oh, Bert's we got had a, a, a headphone shaped imprint drama for this year. I saw a bird walk away and he had like headphones shaped imprint on his head. His hair, <laughs> he's sweating and his hair is taking oh, the yeah. shape. Wander has that all the time. Yeah, I, I, I have like 
I have head bo- uh, headbands like divot in my hair all the time. Sometimes I look at it and I worry that the whole spot's going to go bald or something. Like it's, <laughs> it just because it because it pushes the hair up in such a way that you see directly to his scalp. And I go, <gasps> and then I realize, oh no no no, it just I'm needs always, to like. I'm always wearing again. earbuds like some kind of monster because I don't like wearing stuff over glasses. Oh, so I don't sucks. have the problem with I don't have the problem with uh, glasses. My problem with the earbuds is uh, I notice I like start modulating my voice differently if I have earbuds in. So I generally <laughs> avoid it if at all possible. I suppose it's because like it's a lot harder to voice act actually. The, with the noise canceling headphones and stuff, you probably are more isolated and you speak louder because of it. I find uh, that we we tend that to is, talk loud. Yeah, well. You're especially bad. Like I can, I can eventually, like when we're not on camera, I can realize, like, oh, I've got my headphones on. I should probably like tone down. You're just like, what? <laughs> what was that? Speak up! I can't hear you. And I'm like, take off your headphones. <laughs> hey everyone, Deafbot here. <laughs> I can't hear anything. <laughs> Mop. Or the fu- or I'll be like calling to him from the other room. Well, yeah, every once in a while I hear, like, maybe a faint noise, and I'm like, was that Shell? And then, like, I take my headphones off to see what she's saying, and there's just silence, and then, Carl, get over here! And I'm like, what? (laughs) This is new? Um, Not actually a problem, but it is always a bit of a surprise. Alright, what did I miss? Uh, Did you convince Wander to start uploading podcasts? No, our entire conversation was about you again. Yeah. What? Why? Because <laughs> you walked <laughs> you walked away. And I noticed that you had like a headphone shaped imprint on your hair, which became an entire topic of discussion about Wander and noise canceling headphones and stuff like that. That's funny. I use noise canceling headphones too, and I uh, I had to learn how to not yell because as soon as I put these things on, everything gets so quiet. Yeah. And like Ladybird, like acts like for the first like month, all my videos are just I'm like dramatically louder. Than, <laughs> and, that, and that's the discussion it's you missed. Insane. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, same thing happened to you. Yep. So question. Uh, well, well we should we do should we do a couple questions. more questions? Because answered I, one. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't even know we if we did answer, answer one. Immediately, was Wander was like, like screw that premise. <laughs> it was like what games you like in 2016. Well, no, I said Dark Dragon Souls. Quest Builders, and then that <laughs> turned into... I, I oh, right. What that turned into yeah. and what I answered, do not throw that shit on my lap. <laughs> okay. Ew. Well, I remembered your first response, was to, which was to subvert the premise, but then you went back and answered I it for some Dragon reason. I said Dragon Quest Builders, and I wanted to play it with you guys. Don't, don't anyway, no, Do I, have any more I, was, questions? I was just referring to your your first response was uh, screw that. Let's talk about 2017 games instead. But then you went well, back. Yeah. I don't that's what I, that's what I was referring to. For things that didn't live up to expectations, uh, I would say that when we played question before. for shell. Oh, really? What this, type this and style of art do you like to create? Also, is any of your art for sell? And where do, can I purchase them? Oh, oh yeah. it's a great okay. Question. Well, uh, I tend to draw sci-fi fantasy art. Uh, lately, it's been most of our Dungeons & Dragons characters, but I also draw dragons. <laughs> and it looks like, various, I like, mean... Sci-fi, uh, like, armor suits and sketches of various things. Consider this a hell of a compliment, animals. but, like, Shell's work always reminds me of Magic the Gathering stuff. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah I, it looks I, nice. I, I remember graduating from college and... It was funny. We had ordered business cards, and Carl and I 
didn't get them in time for our big senior show where we have our portfolios out and people from all the other departments come around and take your business cards and stuff. It's like, oh no. So we had to quickly like print off some on the heavy card stock from our printing place. Our, our printing place on campus is amazing. I still go there every once in a while when I can, like when I'm back in my hometown, just to print off sheets and sheets of what would be my button designs for conventions because I need to punch a lot of buttons and it has to be on good paper. Mm-hmm. But in any case, so we made all these cards and I decided to like div- sort of but add some variety by having five different images on my card designs uh, so people could pick and choose which ones they liked. And one guy came over and he's like, wow, can I have all five of them? I'm like, oh, sure. And he was saying that they like printed s- as small as they were on our business cards. He's like, wow, I could see this on a Magic the Gathering card. I'm like, oh, cool. Magic it, the Gathering. It's like the right a, style. It's like right there. They've gone a little bit more like I suppose it's sort of the same with video games, where they've gone a little bit more sort of texture brush, saturated grunge, realistic lately. Mm, have they? Um, yeah, for the most part, I think they've gone back a little bit more colorful. It really depends on the world that they're working with. But uh-huh. when I played Magic: The Gathering, it was when their Lorwyn expansion came out, and that was a much more stylized fantasy. Uh, like color, colorful setting. Uh, so that's probably a lot like what had inspired, like my particular way of coloring things. Because yeah, yeah, when I played Magic: The Gathering, it kind of looked more like uh, oh gosh, um, what's his name? The guy that did the Conan the Barbarian paintings, the really really famous uh, oh painter. yeah, yeah him. Um, he's Italian name. I don't really remember. Like, that's kind of what I associate with Magic the Gathering now. And now that I look at it, it's definitely... It's different. I don't know how to describe it. It's got, like... You can see there's, like, a lot of... Wow. It's very different. It kind of feels almost a little bit more Dungeons and Dragons-y? Almost? Like, a little bit more... Video gamey or something. I mean, I can't, both of these I can't properties are now pro- both of these properties are now so old that they've cycled through generations of artists. Yeah, yeah so truth. back when Magic they the have, Gathering, but also there's um, a lot of map painting well, involved. Yeah, in stuff so too. what happened in the very beginning for Magic the Gathering is the original artwork that went on them were very traditional fantasy artists and oil yes. paintings and, and acrylic paintings. So yeah. they they didn't have digital. In fact, the rules didn't change until about 2006. Um, until then, pretty much everything was an acrylic or a digital painting, and then it kind I mean, of flipped when they oil. realized. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, Did that's right. That's right. Yeah, these are all digital paintings. And so oh, now yeah. they made the transition to digital, which comes with two things. You get a lot more younger artists that are doing the digital mm-hmm. art. Because, you get a lot of people using texture brushes, which I still dislike. Yeah, uh, texture yeah. texture brushes, matte paintings. Right, people mm-hmm. actually and, will put in foliage from photographs and then like sort of pseudo paint over it. Kind yeah. of stuff, oh, they like photo bash. They photo yeah. bash in Magic the Gathering cards. It's horrible. What a, what it's not. A, it's not as, as apparent, bad. but I can see yeah. it. For some things, every once in a while, one will show up, and you're like, "Oh, really?" But it's oh, not, Frank Frazetta—that's the guy I was thinking. Frazetta, yeah, yeah. Yep. God, he's one of my favorite artists. I love Frank Frazetta's <laughs> art. Um, yeah, yeah I so- actually remember I talked to a uh, I talked to somebody very briefly who actually did do uh, commissions for Magic: The Gathering, and they, for most people, 
like they are paid on by the card like they're just commissioned yep to make mm-hmm. the painting it's three to it's shit dollars it's 500 bucks yeah. it's 500 yeah. bucks to make a well, magic the gathering card I actually when at I actually interviewed with a lot of, well, I interviewed artists that I admired. It was like part of our assignment for the end Mm -hmm. of college. I got to talk with um, Ian McCaig, Mm -hmm. Matt Gaser, Mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan Bach, Bosch, and uh, uh, Naomi Baker. Naomi was sort of around our age and she had worked on Guild Wars 2. Uh, uh-huh. Jonathan worked on a lot of like map, map paintings and background concept art for Star Wars. Ian McKay uh-huh. is just a legend in the industry and does yes, a yes, lot of <laughs> yeah. It was really fun speaking with him. Um, and then there was Matt Gaser who did a, a lot of uh, cards uh, for specifically, I think, the World of Warcraft trading card game and whatnot. He has a very mm-hmm. colorful style and it's really enjoyable. Uh, but he had said that, yeah, things in the industry had changed. You, you used to be able to make a living off of doing cards with, I think it was like $1,000 a card. And if you got a number of them per expansion, it was pretty good. But because they've been like branching out and paying people less, it's it's difficult for them. So I don't the know. The internet. Might... Yeah, that's Oh, too. wow. Ian I've takes, actually, it's I've been actually so long since I've looked at this stuff. Some of my artwork sort of pseudo, like... Sort of taken for people to make custom cards in like Korean versions uh-huh. of Hearthstone and stuff. Oh wow! And like I'm knockoffs, like, really? Well, well, that's the thing. I don't know if they're actually being implemented into the game or if people are just having fun making their own cards and are like, "Tee I'm mm. gonna take this random image off the internet," kind of thing. I'm pretty sure a number of people have probably been like, "Hey, this looks like it could be a good D and D character," and just take it for right, like right. their own like, stuff. Like Greg. <laughs> like Craig. Or claim they uh, made it. <laughs> yeah, uh, terrible. Experienced uh, that I, before in chat. Somebody claiming they made a, a painting of a dragon and it was just a really old Magic of the Gathering card that came hey, out when they hey, were re- Keith, really young. Keith, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that instance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I do a lot of sci fi and fantasy art and I go by Keeper of Ages on most of my handles. I'm on. DeviantArt, and I've just recently been on Twitter and Tumblr and ArtStation and Facebook and who knows what yeah. else. I, I'm tired of all the social media you have to be yeah. on. Instagram, so, that's a new one for me. But I do have an Etsy shop, and I, I hope to be putting up like more prints and stuff on there. And at the, this mm-hmm. point, I really just have some of my like old bookmarks and buttons from conventions. But I really should... Get into merchandising. I need to merchandise more. <laughs> so, Wander, have you been uh, enjoying the opportunity to uh, stretch your legs more and draw more because of D&D? Uh, draw more, yes. Absolutely. I think he's, he's probably stretching his legs less than ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> With all this additional no, I, work. I went running yesterday. <laughs> he went okay. to the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I have been appreciating doing art more often. Uh-huh. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, it's also kind of hard because I'm out of practice on drawing details. Yeah. So I'm kind of like relying on on some like drawings from Shell occasionally. But I'm like, okay, can you draw me some characters? And then she draws me some like quick things. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll vector over them, and the faces don't turn mm-hmm. out right because she was 
So she I did was like a really tiny, okay? Yeah, she did like yeah. these tiny little things, and then I'm like, they're oh called, shit, I have to gesture drawings. I have to fit a face right, right. on here, and so currently I've got like this weird. Actually, you were the one that specifically told me not to go into detail. So... I, I didn't say full detail, but so like, um, so like the the eyes are like slightly off kilter, and I'm like, hmm, there's got to be some way of like getting better at this, and really I need to sit down and actually, you know, do. Mm-hmm. Uh, draw face more. drawings again because I haven't I haven't done. I need to draw any, more. I yeah. need to draw more very. Badly. I'm down for an art stream if you're if you can uh, put on your big boy pants for it, and no, then I can do the no, arts. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I can I can plug I am in my way. My, Way can, too scared. <laughs> I can plug in my bamboo, and we can see if it still has works with modern drivers. And I can look for my stylus. I okay. If Keith does it, then I'll do it because then I have somebody to make myself feel a little bit better. Then, but I can guarantee you, Wander, if we do an art stream, I'm gonna walk away from that feeling so fucking like you're gonna pull depressed. a I I, just, I know. Just tell Wander to draw with his teeth. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away from that. Like you think that? Okay, here's a funny anecdote. When Wander and I, and I've already told this anecdote to Keith earlier today. But uh, anyway, so Wander and <laughs> I, we used we used to play GMod all the time together, and I would walk away from every single GMod session just upset because in my <laughs> yeah. mind I was always like, man, that session went really bad. I was like, it wasn't funny. I didn't. I wasn't good enough. I didn't do the thing that I wanted to do, and just like everything sucked. And I did this for months. And then Wander said one of the funniest things I've ever heard someone say to me, which is, "Bird, you know, some people say they look through the world with rose-tinted glasses. Yours are shit-tinted." And <laughs> still true. It is still true. It's still super true. I just don't complain about stuff as much anymore. But. <laughs> But anyway, was... if oh. you make if we do an art stream together, I'm gonna walk away from it with like the worst you've ever seen of me with shit tinted glasses. <laughs> oh god, Lady Bird is now be, staring at me and she full, said full you shit do have shit tinted glasses. <laughs> I always feel bad full when we do art streams guggles. because it's always very late at night and mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of a massive painting, so I'm just going in and I'm like I'm going to add a little, another little bit of highlight. Oh, I need to clean this line. Oh, and I'm just like skimming through <laughs> various hours. parts of a nearly finished piece. And it's uh-huh. like, I, I almost feel like art streaming would be better if you're just starting something. So just the sketch, just the underpainting, because then it seems like a lot of progress is being made. If you're like doing it at the tail end, it's just like it's very small, minute things that last for hours. Ugh. That's because art is literally just a process of mundanity in a lot of ways. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally just like oh, detail, 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 detail for hours. It's very time-consuming. Yep. Yeah, most of my pieces take anywhere between ten and twenty if they're fully painted with backgrounds and everything. Portraits for like characters and stuff mm. can run me about three if they're fully painted. So that's not bad. And obviously sketches are, you know, can be done anywhere between like a couple minutes to half an hour, but I, with long, big paintings, it's like 20. When I do paint it, it's usually like 20 hours. It's ridiculous. They don't even look good. <laughs> <laughs> and the that's the worst part. You pour like 20 hours into something and then you get to the end and you're like, I'm done. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> 
I the only reason why I actually know what how long it takes now is because I've been recording them. Yeah. And truth. Beforehand, I I never knew how long a painting. It's a sobering took. thing to like take in when you look at something. You're like, I spent like a day of my life on this thing. <laughs> but but I usually spend anywhere between like five days to like you know, a couple weeks on a piece, but not working on it constantly because I have other ones to do too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like I've been working on this thing for a month when I've really only been working on it for, you know, 20 hours. But mm-hmm. that's because everything else is so split up. Yep. Yeah, I guess um, we're... Uh, Keith, are you much of an artist? Oh, I've seen your... I saw your painting of those pants. <laughs> the pants? <laughs> The pants painting. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I guess between the three of us, like, we're all, like, artists to some degree. Like, I've got a whole dumb deviant art. I have won won an art contest before. It was a stupid contest, and everyone else Mm -hmm. sucked, and that's why I won. But I won, and I got a painting set as a prize for, like, winning the county art contest in the digital art category. So okay. If you go to my DeviantArt, there's a whole backlog oh, of like old shitty. Yeah, like, it's hilarious. Yeah, I no would look offense. at I would look at all these various <laughs> like stock photo DeviantArt accounts that would like provide stock, where you like you have to provide a link back mm-hmm. to the stock you used, and then you I use those in image editing software. I mean, image image editing projects, and then I do a bunch of weird little projects. A bunch of just like experimenting with color and shapes and just screwing around and just making things. And then just photographs with lots of filtering. Some of which still look, mm-hmm. some of the photographs still look really nice, but they're not very high resolution because the camera wasn't that great. But there's a lot of just random shit in my gallery. Uh, one of which is a giant, uh, one of them is a giant uh, red and blue jellyfish picture that's actually hanging on the wall in the house I live in right now. <laughs> But it's a bunch of dumb stuff. And there's a uh, World of Warcraft uh, b- uh, banner sig- signature images that I made for the, my old uh, guild forums. That's actually uh, like a hmm. popping business or mm-hmm. popping, uh, uh, whatever the, the term <laughs> is for it. But yeah, there are people that even if they aren't, uh, I mean, there are badge artists. So when people go mm-hmm. to BlizzCon and stuff, they like to have a portrait of their characters. And sometimes they like them for their icons or their own banners. But there's there's still a lot of work out there for people that just photo edit mm-hmm. the like in-game screen of a character with a different background and lettering and effects and stuff. And it's like, woo! Wow, and people you can do make that for money them. doing that? Yep. yep, people do. Oh. You can make money from a lot of things. <laughs> What's Step next? One. Talking while playing video games? Step one, know how to do something other people can't do. <laughs> yeah, Step okay, two, fair profit. Point. Fair point. It's a market for anything, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I've seen somebody yeah, make money I, by kicking himself on the head. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I'm at an interesting phase where, with my art where it's like, I know the alley, I know the pathway to improve. I know what I'm good at. I know what I need to work on. I just don't have the time because I'm prioritizing other things right now. And mm-hmm. admittedly, it's a super duper low priority for me to get like good at art. Um, you know, the all, if I need art for various projects or whatever in my life, I can always just pay people to do it. 
uh, <laughs> which is a lot more time efficient than <laughs> than me trying to learn how to draw and stuff. But I just feel bad because I have that potential, you know. Oh, you squander what it. What can you do, yeah, man? Yeah, it's at the same what time. I I've gone through phases with. I mean, I I always been sort of the like drawer illustrator type. But if mm -hmm. I see a necklace. Or a tote bag, or you know something made out of. I mean, I've I've also always been a costumer, so I have right, yeah. like, tons of like armor suits and cosplays and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to make these things. So I've been making plushies and I've been making clothes and I've been and it's just like, uh, but at what point is it just mm. like I and the jewelry that I've made has been nice too and everything. It's just that I realize that. Especially when I was like doing my artist alley table and stuff, I was just having you know plushies, all of my like digital art in various printed formats, and then like jewelry and stuff. And I've sort of phased out jewelry because I realized that the cost and the time and the effort, um, uh -huh. it, it's just it it doesn't like factor in quite as well. Um, I find that if if I continue pursuing my two D art. Um, it in the long run will be more beneficial to me, mm -hmm. I think, than like, and it's nice to be able to do all of these other crafts, but yeah, at some point true. you have to sort of like realize what you're going to level up, so to speak, like what skills <laughs> yeah. you want to pour yourself into. So I just realized what uh, all my what my old uh, photo editing projects look like. Mm -hmm. What they all mm -hmm. look like is that specific. It's a very specific aesthetic, which is those books that only exist on Amazon that have covers, but the covers have never had to exist on a printed book before. Oh, oh right. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Where they just generate it with a computer and it always looks in, like fake as hell. Yeah, like it's not like, I don't mean like a placeholder cover, but like the shitty covers yeah. that they only make for those non-print Amazon books that just need an image oh, in the corner. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what they all look about. like. Something that nobody will ever look closely at. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we got time for maybe one more question, I guess. But yeah, so Keeper of Ages, buy shells things. I'm planning on buying one of her plushies at some point. I just think the one that most I just think the one that I think most reinforces what I just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy Mid falling luck. towards a clock with speed lines. It's like that's that's oh cover. god that's unreadable. That's, ex that's exactly what that aesthetic is. It's just that vague idea of a person falling. Like hey. that, that would be some sort of like shitty thriller. Oh, but yeah, those are in books all the time now. You know what? Going into the sci-fi fantasy section, uh, you don't see the beautiful paintings anymore for the covers. You see photo bashes of sort yes. of black and white muscled woman with tattoos. Oh, people are asking what a photo bash is. Oh, a photo bash. That's it's where you take photographs, but you digitally edit them so that they look seamlessly. Well, except it's really apparent in most cases. You start with a painting, it, and then you take a, a photo, a photograph, and you cut out, you crop out the parts you don't need, and then you paste it over your like digital painting, and then you paint over the part you pasted in to make it look like you painted whatever it is that's in there. Yeah, it's just it's painting over things. Not great. It's it looks horrid. It's tracing. It looks yep. so bad unless very, very, very talented photo bashers can do it. And to that, I don't really care. I can commend people for making their art however ways they want to do it. If that helps you make really good looking stuff, then go for it. 
very, very, very few people can make photo bashing look good. <laughs> I think it's understandable for a really quick Industry environmental concept art mm-hmm. because if they want to be able to create a semi-realistic environment just to show uh, what potential yeah. designs are going to be further, and it's not going to be official art that's going to be published anywhere. It's just this is the concept yep. art. Then they take real environments and figure out how they can work with them in their world. But I, I don't like it really for character design unless it's I know that uh, someone that I knew she was working for a studio mm-hmm. and she was it was like a Call of Duty thing. She was tasked uh-huh. with finding actual gear and photo bashing them. And she's like, but I'm a I'm a concept artist. Why? Why am I doing this? But it's what the company wanted. So hmm. that's why people do those in those instances. But I, I would say for finished paintings and. I don't know. It, it depends on a person's aesthetic and stuff, but I, I'm obviously not a fond of, fond of like tracers and things like that. All right. All right. One more question. I kind of yep. we ended up talking straight, talking straight over the question <laughs> potential. Uh, Nakota Fleming asks, "Was the cheesiest <laughs> thing you've done in a game?" Cheesy as in cheesy? played with birds. I think they mean like gameplay cheesy, as in like yeah. cheesy oh, something. The game. I mean, I found hmm. out in No Man's Sky that if you bought like an item from a trader ten feet away from the Galactic Trade Terminal and sold it for twice the price, you can make millions of gold. Really, how long did you do that? I think that a significant. Insanity. I think a significant <laughs> portion of the audience of No Man's Sky. Did the like the port trading trick where you just walk inside yeah. the port and buy and was it you buy mm-hmm. things from anyone that's selling it low and and you sell them to, to back in the store or to anyone that will sell yeah, buy it, it was, higher. It, it was like the only way to make money originally in the game. Yeah, yeah. there's something recently that, that I did. They ever fix that? Because really at launch you could just stand in a port and generate infinite money. Uh they have fixed it uh, to some degree. So. um what it is now is uh, there's no longer things that sell for like double price. There's only like minor differences, but you can buy larger quantities of them. So what you do is you find like uh, places that have like a need. You know, it's mm-hmm. much more supply and demandy. So it's still the same yeah. thing. There's just a travel time, and you have to carry more of them. But there's cargo mm-hmm. slots, so it's not so bad. So I remember there was multiple No Man's Sky streams where I would finish the stream, and then afterwards I would st- I would stop at a port and I would just enter that loop. For like hours while listening to a podcast and before long i was like mm-hmm. why am i playing this game <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> why, why am i even bothering with this it's like this is the oh. most effective strategy but it's unwatchable and not fun i'm just listening to a podcast we should have ended my the podcast already oh my bad on my yeah. end because i had to restart the recording it looks like we weren't done yet but then i looked nope. up and realized we're actually like 15 minutes over that's, <laughs> that's fine oh. we're only, no we're only it five minutes over five the, yeah. most, the most cheesy oh, okay. thing I've ever done in a game involved bosses. Um, I think specifically in Knights of the Old Republic 2, I was fighting Darth Sion. And mm-hmm. I was having a hard time in that boss fight. Oh. And I trapped him behind a pillar and could still attack him through it and everything. And Maybe yeah. more cheesy would be Looter Kings. <laughs> oh, you destroyed that game. You mean the only way to play the game without dying? Uh, yeah. The game was unplayable at launch. You had to basically yeah. cheat to do it. I told you people are still like super. Yeah, people are still getting mad at you yeah. for bothering to question the quality of a game. <laughs> uh, that was terrible. 
And that was yeah. the audience of every that was the that was everyone's opinion. We were playing with a full group and no one enjoyed it. Yeah. And we beat it. We beat all the content it, that was well, there at the time and it was awful yeah. for everyone. Not only was it awful, but everyone was laughing at how bad the game was because we were appalled by its very existence. So those people have problems that are <laughs> arguing against that. I don't know if, uh, what the cheesiest thing for me is, but one thing that pisses me off, actually, is the ending to Hotline Miami 1, where... Uh, to beat it, there's this one character who basically, uh, oh, no, no, I remember now. So the ending to Hotline Miami 1, uh, you have to kill a mob boss who has, like, double Uzis, a, uh, like a ninja girl, like a katana, you know, the, the trope, uh, and also two attack panthers, or dogs or something, and they, (laughs) uh, they... You, you're, you're by a fountain, and all of these guys, they know you're there, but they still only attack you if they get line of sight on you. Like, it's a stealth thing, except for the fact that there's a dialogue that you have with them. So they know you're behind this fountain, and <laughs> they, they literally, like, to beat this boss, you have to edge out very, very slowly from the corner of the fountain... Until something comes running up to you, whatever it is, it could be the dogs, it could be the mafia boss, or it could be the ninja girl, whatever. It's just only whatever it has to be, it has to be one of them. And then you take a swipe at it and you try to kill it. And you do this, it takes like 20 minutes. And you're just literally, it's designed in the game. The way you do it is you just cheese out the AI. They designed a boss fight where you have to exploit the weaknesses of the AI that they programmed into the game. It's stupid it made me feel dumb and i don't like when video games make me feel stupid and it <laughs> still makes me mad because it made me feel like such an idiot so there you go that's my cheesing story the main one that comes to mind is in demon souls there's a boss called a flame lurker that deals tons of damage is on fire when he punches stuff his hands explode and he's huge mm. and he's fast and he jumps around but mm-hmm. and I was and I was fighting him when I was really inept at the games. I'd only ever beaten Dark Souls once, and that was my experience with the franchise so far. So like I was still in my first few playthroughs of Souls games in general, and mm-hmm. I was not prepared. And I was garbage at the games, and I found that there was one pillar in the room and over near the corner. And so what you could do is you could hide behind the pillar, and you could just constantly strafe around the pillar so that every time he attacked you, he'd try to be attacking you straight through the pillar so he couldn't get mm-hmm. to you. And I just kept poking with my spear from behind the pillar while, so, while oh, constantly cheesy. rotating around the pillar oh, to keep him behind cheesy. it. The video, I believe, because I was recording, is like 20 minutes of boss fight. That's it's like a 20-minute long unusual. Dark Souls boss fight of me slowly Souls. poking this guy to death. It's that's pretty, it's pretty unusual. unusual. It's pretty unusual for one attempt at a Dark Souls boss. Yes, that's true. This is, is Dark true. Souls or Demon Souls? Demon Souls. Oh, okay. That's actually I don't even more remember, remember Souls, fighting this guy with you. You you won't remember anyone because we in our playthrough we like one shot everybody with magic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that really takes care of that, honestly. Yeah. The only boss fight I really remember is the uh, the initial boss that I refused to fight normally and punched to death like a jack-off. And then the last <laughs> boss because, mm-hmm. oh, damn. That, I actually don't remember any of the uh, in-between boss fights except for that like weird pot guy 
that you couldn't get unless you were like above him. Because I remember the not ever seeing the boss. Guy. Well, he was like fat, but he was like was there was something like porcelain or like clay about him. Mm. I was confused. Oh, the weird pod guy. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, do we want to hear Shell's gross ball pit story real quick and then call it? Oh, he actually remembered. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> okay. Now, this is sort of like a third-hand story from my mother. But apparently, she had gone to a ball pit with my little brother, and he was probably, what, three or four or something, and with another mother and her child. And there were other children in the ball pit, too. So the kids were playing, and suddenly, a diaper floats to the surface of the ball pit. Yep. And... <laughs> and so everyone's like looking at their children being like okay who lost their diaper and then there was this child that came out and he was just like smothered in Shit. fecal matter and yep. stuff oh! and so suddenly like all the mothers were rushing to pull their children out of the ball pit <laughs> so yeah Similar story. I, no, always, I never trusted don't the ball more. pit. <laughs> oh, God. I went to okay. McDonald's for a birthday party. <laughs> and uh, so it was, I mean, it's McDonald's. And it had a ball pit. And I think there were 12 of us. And one of the kids was like, hey, you want to see something cool? And he starts pissing into the ball pit, just standing off the side. <laughs> Birthday boy pops up underneath <laughs> the stream. Children have the shittiest definitions of what's cool. Yeah. Oh my god. Look what I can do. Uh, I remember watching the news and there was something about people finding like syringes or terrible things in the bottom of ball pits. Like, or just decomposing you don't know what's children. under them. Oh my god, that's hilarious and awful. Yeah, I don't touch Alrighty, ball pits. so, uh, don't touch as ball always, <laughs> why, I don't questions. know how this became our thing, but it's probably my fault. It is your as fault. Always. It's 100% your fault. You made it up. I mean, we probably all deserve the blame. No. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm saying there's two sides to every story. No. And in this case, there's four sides. You, you can be both sides of the story. It's possible. Or do you get to be the time cube today? <laughs> Send your questions to four nerdsquestions at gmail.com and we'll get to them sometime six months later, apparently. We're the worst. <laughs> We're only like two months behind now. And to be fair, we, we, didn't, just do we, more we basically didn't questions. ask questions. We didn't do questions for like half that duration. That's true. That's true. For, hell, All right, for half three, that two, time, one. we couldn't even get the whole crew together. We only had 12 to go. All right. Three, two, one. Good boy, everybody. Bye.